Minwax knows that when your client wants something specific, you want to give it to them. So stop by Lowe's and get some Minwax. Limitless premium colors? Minwax has them. Professional results? Guaranteed. So you can give clients beautiful wood floors, cabinets, trim. I could keep going, but I'm out of time. Keep on finishing with Minwax, America's number one selling brand of interior stains and clears. Available at Lowe's. Yo, sign going. Because we need that. 30 seconds. Bigfoot Michigan Rob. Nice to have you here. And who else is here? Let's see here. I'm scrolling on down. Ozzy Ozzy. Oi, oi to you. And uh, we're definitely going to run out of time here. But that's okay. It's because you guys love us. We love you. Doug Shelby is here. The Doug Shelby. We can officially start this show. And with that call, my friends, you know what to do. Get your horns up. Let's rock. mountains of central british columbia to you listening around the world this my friends is spaced out radio i am your host dave scott sitting in the captain's chair of sor headquarters we welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around north america and digitally on odyssey radio talk stream live and kpnl all of our archives are free Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Navy the favor, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at spaced out radio, Instagram at spaced out radio show, and on TikTok at spaced out radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com, where we have a plethora of features for you, including rocking out to Bumblefoot, reading Shirky Poo's Newswire, and checking out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. we got a great show for you tonight, as we don't know where it's going to go. Normally, I have a focus. What are we talking about? Well, tonight it's a birthday show. Yes, I turned 49 years old, and every birthday party, I figured, you know what? There's no place I would rather be than be surrounded by people on the radio. And that's a true story. I love my family, love my friends, but there is something extremely special about being able to broadcast to all of you each and every night. And that is what we are going to do as we are going to bring in Science Bob. We got Grantavius. We got Thin Lizzy. Dirty Filth is drawing a, a beautiful piece of art as we speak. And we are going to have more people coming through as we keep on going tonight. Now, hour three. We still have the Swamp Dweller. We're still going to have a spooky story from Super Duke at World Bigfoot Radio because he promised me one for my birthday. And we're going to take questions from all of you. Now, this is an Ask Dave Anything. What that actually means, I don't know. But what I do know is you guys have questions, we're going to answer them. And the panel here in front of you on our YouTube channel and all around you on radio. They're going to grill me for some spaced out radio questions 
as well. So let's kick off the birthday show here with Science Bob, Thin Lizzy, Dirty Filth, and Grantavious. Dirty Filth, we're going to start off with you tonight. What are you drawing there, my friend? Uh, Mothman and Sasquatch and the California Nightcrawler sharing pizza with you on your name day because it's the day you got your name. It is true. It is true. Cool. Chicago dish. Because that's why Mothman hangs out in Chicago because he probably likes deep dish pizza or the Blackhawks. Well, I agree. Who wants to kick off the first question tonight? Oh, Grant, I, I see your mustache getting all excited about this one. All right, Grant Baker from After Hours. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, man. How you doing? And happy birthday to you, Thank my good-looking man. Thank you. It was nice to celebrate with uh, the start of it with you last night. And <laughs> and here we go. What do you got for me? What is the craziest conspiracy theory that you believe in? <sighs> Damn it. That's hit, that's hitting right. You know, I haven't taught conspiracy theory in a long, long time. Um, I do have one. Okay, I do have one, and that is, I believe that there are aliens running around Area Fifty One. I really believe that. There, you know, that whole uh, video of EBE or EBIN or J Rod, whatever you want to call them, that looks so real to me. It does. It looks real to me. And I think that the U.S. government, especially, has had contact with extraterrestrials since Roswell, and that there have been side deals cut, and that there have been so many different other things happen over time that I truly believe that it's about aliens. I really do believe that aliens are here, they are with us, and they have the ability to manipulate and bring in what they want the government to, to do and say at their time. That is what I believe, that is what I'm going with, that is my number one conspiracy right now. So that's right. a good start for it. That is a very good start for it. So thank you so much for that big question. Who I'm feeling it. My, my boxing fists are up. Who's next? Who's next? Give me another one. Okay, Dave. Pizza gods come down from pizza heavens, and they offer you one type of pizza, whatever flavor you want, toppings and crust and whatnot. What are you getting? I'm going with my standard. My standard pizza is this. I like... Thin crust, pepperoni, green peppers, mushrooms, onions, and olives. Nice. That's it. That's like what I get, except I don't put green peppers on it. You're not a green peppers fan? No. I only like hot green peppers. Me too. Well, you guys are like weird. What are you talking about? I, yeah. Anything that's hot, I love it. Exactly. I even put habanero on mine. Well, I love habanero. It's, it's, habanero has a great taste. Oh, the best. Oh, so awesome. scorpion peppers. Oh, I like I like scorpion peppers, but I like it on Mexican food. And to be honest with you, uh, if you get oh man, what's that stuff they spray pepper, pepper spray? Mm -hmm. Try get one of those little bottles of pepper spray and just one spritz. On your your food, oh, it's I'm okay. Amazing. Yes. Oh, no, it's seriously, it's super good. <laughs> yeah, you can eat pepper spray. Just, ladies and gentlemen, you can 
eat pepper spray. Mm-hmm. It's about 9 million Scoville units, 9 million to 14 million Scoville units, but it is edible. It truly mm-hmm. is edible. Well, if you eat that stuff a lot, Carl won't even insert the probe because it'll melt it. <laughs> wow. We're going with anal probing right off the bat in the first half hour of Yes, so my question is, how deep did Carl probe? Carl never... You suck. Oh, That's it. That's six Man, inches, you right? guys are absolutely cruel. Absolutely cruel. Number one, I've never been victimized by extraterrestrials. All right? You, you know, they teased me a little, Bob. I'm not going to lie. You know, they, they called me a, a, a dirty Dave, and they called, you know... <laughs> You know, they tweaked my nipples a little bit. No, they did not. Okay. It has nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with that. All right. But, you know, I know that's what you want to hear, Bobbert. I know that's where you want to go with that. Uh, but unfortunately, that's not what happened. No, when, when Carl came to the window, and that was on April 20th, 2015, he's only been back that once, man. Only been back that once, and I don't know where he is, what he's doing, or what have you. But as I hold back, sneeze. Paul, oh, it was on uh, four twenty. So maybe next, maybe you have to like leave something out four twenty e. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little plate of cookies or something. Well, but look, the, the the thing I want to remind our listeners is you have all of your archive on for nothing it's open and you can go back and look at that show and see dave's reaction i want to see that one well it's not on video it is only on no no video. but you but you you can detect it yeah no and but i want to see that oh, episode. Yeah, voice stressors go up yeah you can detect it yeah you can read body language see at first when cut when it happened Okay, so for to give the lowdown of people who have never heard this story before, when Carl arrived, okay, we were about 17 minutes into the show, and I had always had this thing where I always turn my outside lights on. I don't up, it's weird, because I don't up here, you know, where I live now, but back then, in my subdivision where I lived, I always ha- had my out, outside lights on. And it was the third night in a row that I had forgotten to turn my outdoor lights on. And so my little makeshift studio was a little bedroom beside my front door. And I saw something move out of the corner of my eye at the window. And I thought, oh my gosh, I got friends coming over. They've forgotten that I have this podcast, radio show now. And... Uh, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, the dogs are going to come to the door. They're going to be barking. I had a Chihuahua Dachshund named Zero who, you know, a crosswind man was like, was like 30 minutes of barking. And, and I thought, okay, just take it easy. Just continue on. My guest that night was talking about Buddha of all topics. And a few minutes later, I realized there was no barking happening i'm like well i've seen someone walk up so who is here so my guest uh, stops t- or starts talking again i put my microphone on mute i turn and swivel my chair 
And that's where I saw the big black eyes. And then I saw all of a sudden the gray head come into focus and the bone lines of the cheeks, like the eyes were around bones and a very thin mouth. But at the time, I didn't know if it was actually in the room with me or on the outside of the glass. And so if you hear me, I'm trying to play real skeptical. You know, I I don't know if I'm seeing a reflection off the glass or this thing is standing outside, but there is a man, I called it a man, standing there. Because I didn't know what to do, what to say. I've never seen an alien within six feet of me before like that. But his head was massive. I knew I was looking into the eyes of a gray. Totally knew. Right, And it was just absolutely freaky at that time. So I did what any man would do. I screamed. right? I then got a hold of Mrs. S.O.R. And I said, alien at the... I texted her, alien at the window, get in here now. Because she's into all this woo stuff and smudging. She comes in, races in. Her hands are red hot. She shows me her the bare hands, and her hands are like like all the blood is rushed to her hands, and her hands are burning up, and and I'm like okay. So she immediately starts smudging with with Palo Santo wood and and sage around the entire house to kind of ground the entire house, and I had just got to know our Keith Andrews at this time, and our Keith Andrews. I called him up after the show. I said, dude, you're not going to believe this. And he and he goes, let me guess, in his high-pitched voice. He goes, you had an experience while you were on the air. I said, yep. And I told him what had happened. And Keith had never been to my house. Keith doesn't travel out of his town very often. And he says, let me, let me ask you something. Where your house is located he didn't even know my address, so he couldn't look it up at Google or anything. He goes, is there about 15, 20 feet between you and your neighbor's house? If if you're looking towards the street right now, the house is on your right. He goes, is there about 15, 20 feet between your house? And there's kind of a, a, a grassy knoll that goes down, a little hill that goes down between you. And I'm like, yes. He goes, yeah, that's where the ship is parked. And when you, when he took off... He ran back to his ship, and he got the hell out of there. So then he goes on to proceed. You know, I'm picking up this energy right now. And, you know, I'm trying to say this in R. Keith Andrews' terms, and I'm not very good. And uh, he goes, uh, he goes. well, he goes, he just got himself in trouble because he wasn't supposed to let you see him. And I'm like, oh, no. So that is how the legend of Carl started. And... When he came back four, three years later, it was August. I was already at my new house. Olaf Phillips was my guest. At about 11.35, I started feeling his energy around, and I announced to Olaf on the air, I said, I said, Carl's here. It was just that matter of fact, Carl is here. I could see shadows moving in my carport. So after the show, I walk out of my makeshift studio at that point, I walk around through my house. I got Olaf Phillips on my phone. And I have a two-tiered driveway where I could park up and my driveway slopes down and then I could park at the bottom by, by my carport. And I have my two vehicles sitting down below. And as I start to walk through my carport, 
I see this yin and yang, almost like Nike symbols, at about six feet high, go right in between my vehicles from back to the front. And then they made their way back and just disappeared. So I tell I tell Olaf, I said, dude, I'm going over there. I said, I don't know if Carl is over there or not, but I'm checking this out. And let me tell you, uh, man, I am as puckered as possible right now. Okay. <laughs> right? And uh, he, he's like, dude, I'm like, dude, you stay on the phone with me. If anything happens, you're my witness to this. And uh, And he goes, okay. So I go walk in between the vehicles. There's nothing there. I walk to the outside of my Jeep. There's nothing there. But something told me, he, like, get on your patio. Get on your patio. So I ran right through my carport, open the door, uh, step in, lock the door, run upstairs to my patio. I said, Olive, I got to go. I got to call our Keith Andrews. And this is all of a sudden where it was just like the movie Signs, where in up in my driveway, Uh-oh. okay, where I have all my big trees, and I've got about eight or nine trees that stand about 60, 70 feet tall in my front yard. And in my backyard, there's a conversation going on. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, hmm. this is going on. So I call up Keith. I'm like, dude, Carl's back. He's like, well, it took him a while. And, <clears throat> and, I told him what happened, and he goes, by the way, have you heard any strange sounds? And I'm like, uh, I'm like, yes. He would and, He would know that. Yeah, I know, right? Because he's quite intuitive. And anyways, he, he goes up, and he says, he's like, I'm, I'm hearing this clicking sound, like, like the movie Signs. And, he, and Keith goes, does it sound more like this? And he did this frog thing with his throat. And I'm like, that's the sound. Well, I have this on speaker on my phone. Well, Carl and his buddy who were in my backyard, they must have heard it. Because when Keith did that sound, they responded. They responded. So here I am listening to this conversation happen. And I'm like, hey, Carl, I, I know you're here, man. I know you're here. Like, just uh, fill me in. Where are you? Come hang out with us, man. You know, let's let's just get to it. And there was nothing. Like, you could see little shimmering and everything. And then the guy up in the trees, he was just hiding out. He was, like, weirded out. And Keith said that he was a little freaked out that, uh, that I knew he was there. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, this is where it gets weird. And Joe Monk in our chat room is going to absolutely razz me about this because I all of a sudden started getting a little bit uh, interested in going. They they were like giving me a signal. This is is the Carl incident. If you're watching on YouTube, this is the piece of art Dirty Filth did about the Carl incident on the return. And that's me yelling out the window, hey, keep it down out there! And then the clicking sounds. (laughs) So... Long story short. Get off my lawn, you aliens. Get off my lawn, you aliens. Right? So anyways, moving from there, um, I I felt I needed to drive to the lake that's about two miles away. Right by little Marky Spender's house. There's a parking lot in there. And this was a moonless night, millions of stars in the sky. 
So I figured, you know what? It was like they were telepathically telling me, if you go there, you're going to see more. Okay. So I hop in my vehicle. I pull down the out of my driveway. I pull down to the end of my street. The lake is on the right, and I'm thinking, Tim Hortons is on the left. Town is 10 minutes away. Nothing's going to change in 10 minutes. So I race, and I got myself an ice cap and a donut because if I'm if they're taking me for a ride, I'm bringing some Tim Hortons with me. Okay, and that's the truth. And so that's what I did. I raced, I ran, and got some Tim Hortons, and then I raced back to the lake, and I sat there for 45 minutes. And I'm on the phone with Keith, uh, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. I drive back home, and there is nothing there. Nothing. Everything is gone. And that is the last time I saw Carl. Yeah. Goodbye, Carl. (laughs) That's pretty much it, Science Bob. Pretty much it. Hi, Swamp Dweller. How you doing, buddy? If you want to hop on, let me know, and I'll send you a link to the show. Um, but yeah, that so, is, that is what happened there guys. And that is the legend. And when he is coming back, I don't know. I know he is, uh, out there way out there mm-hmm. somewhere like the bubble foot song. I know you're out there somewhere. I always say he's, uh, th- I always think that Bumblefoot's th- singing that about Carl. So that's really cool. But yeah, that's the legend. That's what you wanted to hear, Bob. There you go. I got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. The Lord David Scott. We are not worthy. Oh, thank, thank you, Johnny Cho. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All Thank right. You it's the birthday show tonight much. on Spaced Out Radio. We got about two minutes to go before we got to go to break at the bottom of the hour here on Spaced Out Radio for the first half hour. All right. We are taking questions. I am being drilled. The audience, you're allowed to participate. If you're on YouTube or Twitter, you're allowed. At Purdy, we're more than painting tools. We're your partner, faithfully by your side for every part of every job, even when your client changes colors on you. Again, with tools for every type of job, we're a partner that'll never let you down. Purdy, the number one brand preferred by pros. Kick off summer with great deals at Academy Sports and Outdoors. Take up to $100 off grills and patio furniture. Get kids' bikes starting at $59.99 and get 25% off Hydro Flask drinkware. Shop your store or academy.com. Deals end May 30th. Exclusions and restrictions apply. See academy.com slash disclaimers. To participate in the questions as well. Anything you want to know about SOR or what is happening, my opinion on everything, grill me. Ask Dave anything birthday party. I- tonight you you have something you go you go i i think i know it but just so everyone where did you um learn about the word plethora from (laughs) ah plethora is my favorite word and it is it has been my favorite word ever since I saw El Guapo use the word plethora on the three amigos. Yes. That, yes. that yeah. is where Me too. That is where I learned the word plethora as a teenager, and I never heard that word before. And I was like, what is a plethora? And I had mm-hmm. to learn what a plethora was. And that is how plethora became my favorite word. And for a while there in our chat room, 
the word plethora was actually a drinking word, Bree. It was a drink. Oh. So every time I used the word plethora, it was about, uh, it was literally about having a drink. Mm-hmm. And so in the meantime, I'm sitting sober in the, in the studio here because I can't drink during the show. But the audience was getting trashed with me, including uh, yeah. Bigfoot Michigan Rob when he owned his sports bar in Michigan. Oh, goodness. And they, they had a bunch of people who were listening to the show while uh, having a few drinks in the, one of the back rooms there. So every time I said the word plethora, uh, they had to buy a round of drinks from, from Rob. And if I used another word, I forget what it was. I think it was woo or something like that. And uh, they had to, uh, or Rob had to buy a round. So it was a go. dangerous, dangerous game that was being played. Hey, Science mm-hmm. Bob. Thin Lizzy, Bree Borden, Grant Tavius, the Grant T. Baker, and Dirty Filth are here. We will have more people coming on in later on. It is Ask Dave Anything, the birthday party show right here on Spaced Out Radio. We are having a great time tonight. Second hour. We'll take some questions as well. We'll be right back. My God, I got to catch up on the chat room here. I'm so behind, guys. Hi, ufologist. This is just crazy here. Hold on. I, I got to get some more tea. You'll be right back. All right, sir. All right. All right. Dirty filth. All right. Uh, let's see. Look at Chef. It's there. Best audience in paranormalcy. Chef rocks a majorly thick lip blade. It's very nice. Very nice. I will catch up with you, Chef. Oh, yeah. Swamp Dweller, thank you so much for that amazing super chat, my friend. Love the swamp around here. Have you noticed how many people uh, have literally hopped on the Swamp Dweller bandwagon since we started doing this feature? I can't. It's amazing. Has it been a plethora of people, would you say? <laughs> a plethora of people. Hey, there, there's the gorgeous and talented Katie Grabowski, a.k.a. Katie Page. Katie Page, Moonbeam, we call her. Can't wait to hang out with her in Denver. I was going to say another Coloradan. Mm-hmm. Chris Bo from Austria. We need a plethora of plethoras and a plethora of Katie. <laughs> Where the heck exactly. you with that? a plethora of drinks to go along with it. Uh, there's gorgeous Ozzy Ange. Who else is joining us here? The stunning and amazing Kara McIver. Bassmaster, how you doing, buddy? Pono triple or quadruple eight, how are you? And uh, who else is here? Raz, how are you? And uh, you know, in the chat room, I am 25 minutes behind right now. I'm trying to catch up. I was going to ask if I could actually start posting stuff up for you. Yeah, if you could. Hi, Rui. I still like to say hello to everybody, though. That's my issue. Low Pro, nice to have you here. It's without these people, we don't have a show. This is exactly. the this is why I love saying hi to everybody. Rich Hilke's here. Holy cow. Rich Hilke. The Rich Hilke. The stunning Lucy Bell has returned. The gorgeous Sally Elka. We got to get you booked for the show again, my dear. Got to get you on. And uh, let's see. Who else? 416 Bitcoin. Stevie Franchise. Gorgeous Larry. Uh, this will be our first question from the audience coming out right here. All right. 
Uh, well, we actually answered the first, second part of that. Um, Thurston Howell the third, the stunning Vixen Doe, John Poe. Uh, says, I don't come around here anymore, but I came here to say happy birthday, David. Thank you, John Poe. Uh, yeah, that's where we'll start the questions right there. So if you want to grant, if you can, uh, say thank you to all the super chatters, uh, uh, personally, and just kind of type it out there, that would be Absolutely. wonderful. Gotcha. Uh, cause I'm kind of stuck in the chat room right now. Uh, let me just go like this, get it right to the bottom here. Oh, we are going to get to Chris Tyne's question. I assure you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We so got do you want me to verbally say thank you or in the chat room? No, just in, type it in the chat room, dude. Get your, finger, you got it. get your fingers dirty. There's Uncle Dale in his power stash. Remember, if you're in Austin, Texas, and you see Uncle Dale, rub his power stash for good luck right through the 4th of July, people. Lamb Chops, welcome to SOR chat. Uh, GF, 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 G, thank you so much. Oh, happy birthday to your wife, my friend. And by the way, I saw your wedding pictures. She is way too pretty for you, especially with those ugly, meaty toes that you have. I hope you haven't taken your socks off yet, just to be honest. I mean, you are a Leafs fan, so I got to give it to you. Fabster, what's happening, buddy? Thanks for coming on in. And uh, Donnie Cho, thank you for that amazing super chat, my friend. Really do appreciate the love, buddy, and the fact that you're here almost every night. Thank you so much. All right. We got just over a minute here, guys. Uh, who am I missing here? John Mellon, welcome to the show. Jesus Garcia, it's been a while. How you been doing? The gorgeous and talented Nicole Sackage is in the chat room. And really appreciate it. Uh, Tra- Travis DeLuca, how you been, man? F- Philo Fire. The gorgeous Avi May. All the world's a stage. Good to have you back, man. And the gorgeous Melissa Nicole, thanks for coming on in. And uh, where are we? I am so behind here. Bigfoot Michigan Rob, thank you so much for that amazing super chat, my friend. Much love to you, buddy. Much love to you. Really appreciate it. All right, uh, Jeremy Jones, how you doing? Dave Nick Pope is going to jump out of a cake wearing a thong for your birthday. Holy cow! You know what? You know what the problem is? If, I have one of those speckled speckled ceilings with Nick Pope's Brillo pad hairdo. If he jumped out of a cake, he's going to get stuck to my ceiling. Well, it, do you think that's the only place it's a Brillo pad? Oh. His top of his head, so it's his whole body bad, is gonna bad. Okay, guys, we got like five seconds. We're gonna continue on here. Thank you so much, and uh, I'll, I'll continue to say hi to everybody here. Down Radio is now underway. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. I'm the birthday boy tonight, and we're celebrating it all with you. Very much appreciate you tuning us on in. If you've missed portions of this show or others, 
Check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you, including Rock It Out to Bubblefoot, reading Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. It's the birthday bash where I got a team of people here grilling me for Ask Dave Everything or Anything right here on the big show. And that is what we are doing tonight. And so far, they have not been nice. Not been nice so far, and I love it. <laughs> Science Bob is with us. Dirty Filth is painting a brand new picture for the show. We got Grant Tavius, Grant Baker from the After Hours, also from After Hours, and our TikTok. We have Thin Lizzy, otherwise known as Bree Borden. How y'all doing? All right, we're going to start with a question from Christine. Dave, have you ever seen a UFO and or ET? Well, I just said the Carl story, so I'm going to drop the ET one right there. But I will. Oh no. Oh, no. Why? You cannot go through UFO without Samantha and the aliens. <sighs> okay. Good call. I've seen a number. Yeah. I've seen a number of UFOs. Okay. And Bob and I have talked very, very studiously about this entire story from start to finish. So I'll give you the rundown of the big ones that happen. On April 10th, 2015, I went over to, or 2014, I went over to a friend's house. This is a year before Carl. I went over, Spaced Out Radio wasn't even a thing back then. I go over to these friends' house where we did a lot of meditation and a lot of of things that, that we would try and connect with the other side. Ghosts, Sasquatch, gnomes, fairies. Everything they had like this little mini Eseti ranch. There was only two houses on their street, and both houses were surrounded like a horseshoe with forest. And by the way, if you hear any clicking in the background, that's Dirty Filth with his beautiful art that he's creating. Whoops. And uh, anyways, so that night I go and I leave work. I get off work at about eight o'clock, and I'm driving over there to to meet my partner over there who has our, our infant son. And about halfway through the drive, because I worked out of town, I started getting a real bad migraine. And when I got there, I was in full migraine mode. I go sit on the couch. My partner says, hey, do you want to go home? And I said, no, no, you just got here. I just got here. We said we were coming over for tea tonight. And that's uh, I went and sat on the couch. My eyes closed. I put like a little washcloth or something over my eyes so that way I could black things out. And that's when I realized after about half an hour that it wasn't an actual migraine. It was actually shapes pulsating on my head. Started as a circle, went as over to the right side of my head as a triangle, went to the left side as a, as a circle. So square, triangle, circle. And as I am there, sitting there, and the pain subsides, I automatically had an anxiety attack that I needed to go outside. So the lady of the house, who I need not mention her name because she is the one who ended up cursing me at the end. And I think it was all because of jealousy because I was so naive to what was happening and she wanted to be the center of attention. She and I go outside into the back about 50, 60 feet behind the house and there's an old uh, 2x10 horse fence along there. And it was one of those real West Coast misty, 
nights where everything is damp. It's not raining. It's low cloud. And you could just cut the energy with a knife. It was so thick. So she goes, well, they called the old sign. You better ask for them. So I was like, what, well, what do I do? So I said, okay. I said, out of God's peace, love, and light, you called us outside. Can you please show us where you are? Same volume that I'm talking to you guys. And about 150 yards away in the neighbor's backyard, this UFO turned its lights on on the ground. And these bright white lights came r- uh, rushing through the trees that separated both yards. And it was it was the brightest white light I've ever seen, but I could stare at it. I could look at it. I could... I could, um, you know, I wasn't squinting, and neither was she. And so I ended up, after about 30 seconds, the lights went off. Now, my first inclination when I saw that was that there was somebody there who had one of those 100,000 candlewatt flashlights. I'm listening for laughter. I'm listening for music. I'm listening for absolutely anything that's going to tell me that's a person messing with us. Then the lights went off. I said, if you were of alien descent out of God's peace, love, and light, can you turn your lights back on? Boom, lights come back on. And all I'm thinking is, holy cow, if I'm talking in this volume, there is no way they can hear me 150 yards away. But this thing was hearing me. This time the lights were whiter, brighter, larger, spanned through the trees, and I started seeing this blue thing. So I moved over to my right to see what else I could see. And that's where I saw this vertical blue cylinder standing vertically with this black cloud rotating counterclockwise around the bottom. And then it went halfway up and then down to the bottom and then up again. And I was like, can you believe this right now? And I I swear a lot, okay? Away from this microphone, I swear a lot. And I was swearing. So the lady of the house says, let's go over there. And I said, no, no, bad idea. Bad idea. And she goes, why? I said, suspect number one if they take you. Because I ain't going over there. I go back to your house without you, I'm in trouble. Not going to be suspect number one. So I convinced her to stay. And the lights went back off after 30 seconds. And I said, just so I'm not crazy, out of God's peace, love, and light, can you turn our lights on one more time? And they turned back on. And after about 30 seconds, I'm still looking at all the same stuff. 30 seconds later, the lights started turning themselves off and on, off and on, off and on. So that was like a signal to me that, you know how when you're staring up at satellites, if you're counting satellites, all of a sudden you get those ones that power up and we think it's iridium flares or reflection from the sun or everything. This always used to happen over my house. And it was like the message was, it's not always satellites, Davy boy. It's us flying over. Checking on you. Okay. We go back in the house. Nothing more happens. And, you know, we're talking about the incident. I don't sleep for five days. Like I gained, got about five, six hours sleep in five days because I was tripping out, trying to figure out anything to do with a blue cylinder. Couldn't find anything. Fast forward five days or four days later, get a phone call from the lady of the house saying, I've met this lovely young lady named Samantha, who's a lifelong ET contactee. 
and she's coming over for tea on on Wednesday. I'd love for you guys to come over and meet her. So, yeah, I happen to have Wednesday off. So the ladies start doing their thing on Thursday, and they're, oh, how are you? And, oh, cheers, and let's have some tea, and I'll take some cream. And I'm pay, pacing around. Like, I don't want to sit in the house and talk about this crap. I want to get outside. I want to go back in that field. Samantha picks this up. I've known this girl for 20 minutes, right? She goes, can I come with you? Okay. So we walk out there. It's a beautiful, sunny spring day. It's April 15th, about 1.45 at this time in the afternoon. All the kids are all at school. And uh, I'm showing her where the craft was, and, and she's picking up on the energy. And there's four dogs around. My two dogs that we'd bring to the farm to run around, and then the, uh, the farm's two dogs that were there as well. And I would, uh, you know, we all of a sudden she says something weird, Samantha. She goes, you want to go in the forest? Yeah, I knew. I knew. And then she goes, you know, we're probably going to see something, right? I'm like, yeah, I know. She goes, but from what I know, ETs don't like dogs. I'm like, well, so we tried to shoo the dogs back to the house a couple times. That didn't work. So we continued to walk towards the the far fence uh, where the uh, property meets the forest. All four dogs ran ahead of us. All four dogs ran into the forest. We uh, watched the dogs run into the forest. We get about 50 yards in. Samantha all of a sudden starts having this real weird, perplexed look on her face as she's looking around, and she stops, and I'm like, what's the matter? She goes, "Uh, Dave, where's the dogs? All four dogs were gone. Don't know where they went. They were just gone. So like stupid people in a horror movie, we kept going. We walk another 50 yards into the forest. Samantha jumps up on this tree stump because she's tiny. She's only like 5'1", 5'2", maybe 5'3", on a good day, 5'4", in heels. And Samantha states, eh, she has that perplexed look on her face again. And I'm like, you okay? She goes, Dave. I want you to look that way. And she points north. She goes, I want you to tell me what you see. I'm like, okay. So I did. I looked that way. And my next three minutes, all I could say was, Samantha, what the F is that? Samantha, what the F is that? Because 200 feet away from us, there was a 10 to 12 foot extraterrestrial standing there looking back at us. And I was like, you got to be kidding me right now. This is so wrong. So, so wrong. And that's exactly what happened. And there was another being there that Samantha started communicating with. It was a, I never saw him, but apparently he was about a six foot gray alien, but he was tan skin in color. And this alien says telepathically through Samantha, you're more than welcome to come over and say hello. We're not here to harm you. We're not here to take you. But we're concerned about the man's health. Now, this is tripping me out because I saw Fire in the Sky, the movie. And I didn't know that three quarters of it was BS at that time. And Samantha starts walking down there. I'm like, please don't leave me. Like, do not leave me. She goes, they're not going to hurt us. Let's go. I'm like, no. She's like, well, I'm going. And I literally started freaking out. I did. I want to say this, though. I wasn't scared looking at the aliens. What scared me was that I'm 40 years old at this time. 
And I'm just realizing that everything that I was taught to believe is now bogus. That's what hit me. So Samantha stayed with me. We just hung out there and stared at him for like 15, 20 minutes. And then we started getting a feeling that there were more aliens elsewhere. Sound familiar, Bob? And Oh, yes. And this is where I, you know, with this incident and with the incident with Carl at my yard, this is how I figured out how aliens get away. Because we were getting told to go to a different area that there were more aliens there and go find them. So we went to that area, and of course there's nothing. And we, we go back to the original spot, they're gone. And all the energy has changed. So that's how I figured out how aliens leave. So there you go, Christine. Aunt Edna has a question here. How old were you when you had your first... Shop Academy Sports and Outdoors online and get $20 off when you spend $100 or more on Academy.com or get $10 off when you spend $50 or more. Buy online and pick up in-store. Shop Academy.com today. Ends May 25th. Exclusions and restrictions apply. See Academy.com slash disclaimers for details. I'm Carrie Walsh Jennings. Five Olympics, four medals. I've played with lots of injuries and sore muscles. KT Tape has helped me push past the pain. Today, clinical studies prove what I've always known, that using KT Tape before, during, and after workouts can reduce muscle soreness. Whether it's the Olympics or the local gym, pain is pain. Tape up with the number one kinesiology tape. Use it for muscle soreness and many common injuries. KT Tape, train longer, finish stronger. KT Tape works for me, it'll work for you experience uh, my first paranormal experience I was 21 working in a hockey rink a very haunted hockey rink where everything bad that could happen happened from toilets exploding to uh, standing against brick walls and feeling like somebody is hitting you on the other side of the brick wall with a sledgehammer even though there is no tenants in the in the building beside you where the sledgehammer is being hit, uh, there was a fire in the building on a machine that in 30 years had never, ever caught fire from the, com- the company who built it. And uh, I, I was driving a Zamboni one night and saw a gentleman standing upstairs staring down at me even though the building was locked up. Um, let's see, walking on the tiles... Uh, I remember one time I, my friend and I were hanging out upstairs. It was after the bar. We had had a few drinks, figured it was a safe place to go sober up, and we're hanging out upstairs. We literally hear the front door unlock, the, the sound of footsteps on the, on the tiles downstairs, and then the footsteps coming up the stairs. And when we went to the stairwell, there was nobody there. And weird, weird stuff happened. So I was 21 when I had my first paranormal experience. All right, question from the panel here. Let's go for it. Science Bob? Oh, I've had two. Somebody else's turn. It's time for Bree. It's time for Bree. I'm thinking. Um, How about uh, Gary... Here, Gary. Where, where's Gary? Gary is uh, Bree's husband here, and he's got just a beautiful beard and hair combination. Look at that. What a uh, uh, what question do you want to ask me, Gary? Yeah, ask ask anything. Right. Ask so me when anything. You, when you go to Taco Bell, yes, and you're driving home, 
Are you on the lookout for the Chalupacabra? <laughs> no, and I'll tell you why. I am so amazed that there is actually Taco Bell in my vehicle that I am damn near crying as I am eating it <laughs> at the same time. And I, I do the steering wheel thing where I put my knee up to the steering wheel so I could I could hot sauce in one hand and bite with the other. But I always have the, I, I always have the taco in the left hand so I could grab the steering wheel in case I can and grab my drink in case I'm thirsty after that third every third bite. It's very important to have that beverage right there for every third bite. That's a very important question. Okay, what is it? A crunch wrap? Oh no, I am. Uh, when I go to Taco Bell, I, I order the deluxe fries, so that way they got like the sour cream and and the tomatoes and chives and everything on there. And then it's a couple of. Uh, it's always two. Uh, uh, fully loaded burri- beef burritos. There you go. Yeah. Uh, now we're, we're, we're going to get this stuff done. Right. And uh, thanks to Lynn Wallington, I got I got addicted. What's that blue drink? That Blue Mountain Dew? What's that? Baja Blast. That's the one. I never knew it existed. That is one of the greatest creations in life. The Baja Blast. <laughs> okay. I, I like th- the shade of it. I think that on the ninth day, God made Baja Blast. That's what I think <laughs> happened. Right. There is a YouTube video of um, someplace that the Taco Bell was being shut down or like um, demolished. Yeah. And then people were like holding a vigil um, before it happened. And then people dressed up in like the color of Baja so Blast bad. and some I ladies see. like Baja Blast. I, I'll have I'll have to find <laughs> that you that video. Ca- I've seen video. it. That was in that was in California. Oh. That was in California where it was a college town where they were shutting down the college Taco Bell, and they they <laughs> protested so hard about shutting down that location that they reopened it. I'm so glad that you know that. Oh yeah! Well, happy birthday, Dave. Thank you. I I cannot wait to give your beard a tug in Denver at the Buffon Conference. <laughs> it gets cut off when the no. I'm not saying it's cut off. The um, question was yes. I can see it. Oh, trust me, I can see that lovely beard there. All right, let's go to Mennonite Abe's question, Dave. You have to eat either Taco Bell on Devil's Tower or breakfast for dinner on a UFO. You could only do one. What do you choose? Well, I'm choosing Taco Bell on Devil's Tower, the tree stump, because A, I'm on Team Stump, but B, I can see the UFO up close and personal as it leaves with Science Bob on there enjoying breakfast. Yes. We both win, Bob. We both win on that side. So it all works there. Hold on. We're going to turn the lights up here for just a Ooh wee! Look at that. Yeah, Dave and I are going for a ride. We're going to hit your ride, and I'm going to try to control the craft. That is very <laughs> true. That is very true. So that is uh, what is going to go down uh, on that craft. You know, as uh, we wait for Grant Tavius to get back in here um, on the show. But tonight, for people just tuning on in, we got about four and a half minutes before we got to go to break. At the top of the hour, it is Ask Dave Anything birthday questions tonight. Anything goes on Spaced Out Radio. Uh, Let's go to Lucy Bell. Is the movie Paul real? 
and green peppers are awesome. Yes, green peppers are very awesome. Uh, Bob, you want uh, do you want to take that? Is Paul real? I'd like to think that the storyline is very real. Uh, you know, it sounds so much like uh, it's you know it's been it's been filled full, full, filled up with comedy a bit, but uh, it's so like so many so many uh, encounters and contact he experiences. I think it's probably real, taken from somebody's real experience and made into something funny. I think the same thing, and I, I don't think I could have said it any better. How about you, Bree? The movie Paul. I mean, who's to say it's not? You know, um, I like the movie. Um, maybe the the alien was hanging out with uh, Carl Sagan and not uh, medicating. <laughs> there's a good, there's a good possibility of that. Oh, I, Bree, I love it. If, if, if you know, you know. Oh, I love it. I love it. We have three minutes to go here. Let's get a deworms question. <laughs> Dave, if you could have only one cryptid alien question answered, what would it be? I would want it has it definitely is aliens. It's definitely aliens. I want to know where they're from. Where they're from. And but my question is, when can I fly the ship? That's what I want to know. Got to fly the ship. Have to. Grantavius, good to have you back. (laughs) Thank you so much. I I have a request from my three-year-old. Yes. Oh! What was the last thing you did for the first time? What was the last thing I did for the first time? My three-year-old, I said, hey, do you want to ask anything to Dave Scott for his birthday? And that's what he came up with. That's a brilliant question. It, well, it's it's, it's a, a three. He's almost four, so a four-year-old's mind comes up with the most profound question. I didn't. I started thinking about it. I, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" How do Out of the mouth that? of babes. <laughs> well, wow, that's awesome. Okay, yes. what, what was the question? What is something that I did for the last thing? I no, did? no. What is the last thing you did for, for the, the first, first time? time? Yes. Mm-hmm. My God, that is a tough question. Well, the oh, way he put it, was... I, I got it. I casted okay. a footprint of Sasquatch. Mm, I'd mm-hmm. never done that before. Mm-hmm. I had never done that before, and me and me and the lip blade casted that that um, that print. And that's uh, so that would be it. Would be cast. So, so uh, were there were there both left and right footprints? There was only Bob. There ended up only being one that we could tell. There were three or four others that were shoes, because we casted two prints. One ended up being a shoe. The other one ended up being the Sasquatch print. All right. So there's normally this this kind of urban legend or or lore legend that usually only one. Footprint shows up. And you know, there's this hypothesis that Sasquatch coming in and out of portals. Well, you can get it. One leg is in the portal and the other leg is out of the portal. And that's the reason you only have one-sided footprints. Oh, You know, but but what's weird about it, Bob, you talk to any Sasquatch researcher 
99% of the prints that are found, which are only single prints, for some reason are always right-footed. Rarely do they ever find a left footprint. And that is... Yeah, the, the left is in the portal. It's the strangest thing. Uh, <laughs> Katie Grabowski, what's Dave's favorite breakfast breakfast food for dinner? None. Well, it's, it's universal. Mm. It's bacon. Nut. It's bacon. Oh! oh good, choice. Bacon. good choice. Good price. Bacon. And Katie... Yeah, that's multi-purpose. Absolutely. We'll come back on Ask Dave Anything's birthday party here. We got Grant T. Baker. We got Dirty Filth drawing a great painting. We got Science Bob. We got Thin Lizzy from the After Hours and TikTok on Space Down Radio. And Little Marky Spender's question is up next. I am literally 45 minutes behind in the chat room right now. Are you I'm, good, man? I'm sorry. It's rough, dude. I mean, it's packed. Yeah, I am sorry, guys. I like to move a little bit quicker than this, as we have uh, two hundred. Well, you're having a good time. Watching. Well, I look am. at it this way, man. You cannot keep up with. It's your birthday, oh, and I know. everybody's asking something. All right, uh, Marky Spinner. In which leg do you mind getting shot in when Sasquatch chases us? You know what? Screw you. One of these days, I'm going to go get my own license. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> the left one. No, not the left. The right one. The right one. I got a bad knee there. Uh, Nicholas Shaughnessy, thank you so much for the super chat. JP Merrick, thank you so much for the super chat as well. And uh, we really appreciate that. I'm trying to speed up here, guys. Um Normally, I like to take more time, but I'm just so behind everyone. I, I apologize. Um, oh, we're rocking and rolling, man. You got 210 people watching this. And then at the same time, I'm trying to help you, and I'm behind. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, I'm at 9.19 p.m. right now on the chat yep. room talk. So that tells you how far behind I am. Uh, what's that? I, I just want to make sure I'm not missing any questions either. As I'm going through the chat room, uh, Bigfoot Michigan Rob, thank you again mm -hmm. for that awesome super chat. Uh, Mr. Gray Owl, uh, Green Space Babe or Mars Chick from Total Recall with three rat -a tat tats Green Space Babe, man, got to go there at least once. That's all I'm saying. You know, that's all I'm saying. Um, I'm going to take a quick bathroom break. I'll be right back. You guys chat with the audience if you don't Absolutely. mind. All right. And uh, so I just texted my daughter. Give me one second. She's she's responding to me right now. I asked her what she would want to ask Dave Scott. We're not going to ask that question. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let's see what she says now. <laughs> So I have I have a nine year old daughter. She asks, if you had to remove one color from the world forever, which would it be? <laughs> I love kids, man. Dude, they come up with the weirdest questions. It's it's amazing. And uh if I had to remove one color from the world, I wouldn't remove blue or green because of the best colors. Purple's pretty cool. 
I would do yellow. Yellow, I think I would I would remove. What do you What do you guys think? Spooky green. Really, it's a good one. Although I like green, green, uh, black, so, and purple are my favorite. So green is my favorite color as well. But yellow, on the other hand, I mean, I understand primary, everything else, but yeah. I dyed some uh, yarn today. Is that the the chartreuse or pink? What what do you want to call it, that? It's purple, blurple now with different it shades and tones. They're like different uh, purple tones. I didn't have purple, so I mixed stuff to create it. Yeah. Purple is difficult to make. Hey, uh, Phil. Yes. Got a question for you. Maybe. Maybe. I love you, man. I really do. You're you're literally my brother from another mother. Yes. Now, if you could have dinner with any three people from history, who would it be? Oh, I don't know. Julius Caesar, for sure. Oh, shit. Why? I just like to pick his brain because he always said he like. There was like 10,000 bad guys and we beat them up with like 10 people. I'd always like to just ask all that. Plus, I like history. But anybody recent, probably Hunter Thompson or Ralph Bakshi. Wait, no. Instead of Ralph Bakshi, Milo Minara for sure. I could speak to him because I don't know any Italian, but I just love to talk to him about his artwork. Gotcha. Anybody else got a question? can kind of see the different colors but it's all different shades of purples can't wait until it's dry uh, let's see here back in the chat i saw you dying the yarn today mm-hmm. high file on fire eh, yeah you were dying it your hair color it was amazing yeah it's different shades and tones of purple so i like color i like to have fun with color. I don't blame you. I liked it when you had the multicolored yarn. Is that you or was that my other friend, Karen? I can't remember. I know I had some striped ones. Yeah, that was, that was it. It was you. Thank yeah. you, Kara, for that amazing super chat. Very much appreciate it. John Melland, welcome back. And Stu Gerson, nice to see you. We got about 20 seconds here. Thank you to all the super chatters tonight. Steve Wolf, thank you for coming on in. Really appreciate everybody. Uh, I'm way behind in the chat room by a few minutes here, uh, like half an hour. So I'll try and catch up with everybody here. Uh, Tits McGee, thank you so much for filling in for the vacationing. Veronica Corningstone, and thank you for the super chat. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio 
and on Facebook's Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America and digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. We have Housemanize. Housemanize is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on tonight with our good friends, Science Bob, Grant Baker, Thin Lizzy Borden from After Hours, and our TikTok channel. Dirty Filth is up at the corner. If you're watching on YouTube, he is drawing us a fantastic birthday picture of Sasquatch Mothman and myself eating some pizza. I think there's a gnome in there as well, and he's just working his butt off right there. Looks absolutely perfect. We love this angle, Dirty Filth. Love this angle. It is Ask Dave everything and anything spaced out radio tonight, and that's what I am being grilled on as we speak. And Grant wants to start with a big question here. I do. And uh, by the way, Filth, I love your art. I just got to say that. You're amazing, my man. I love you to death. And I want more pictures. I will pay for every one of them. They're amazing. Thank you for the one you gave me in Vegas. And here comes another question from one of my kids. My nine-year-old daughter wants to know, is time travel possible, Dave? Yes, I think we've already accomplished it. We're not going to know for a number of years, but I think a lot of the UFOs that people are seeing are actual time travel and time travelers coming on in. Now, you don't have to believe me. I want to believe this. I totally want to believe this. But is it true? I don't know. Science Bob, fill this in. Are we time traveling yet? So we know that there's there's a there's a well-known theoretical physicist in the University of Connecticut who is a big-time general relativist and quantum mechanic or whatever, and he has uh, set down a way to time travel backwards uh, uh, if the device is made now. Okay, so given that, you know, Michael Schratt is one of the most amazing documentarians yes. on UFO cases and things like that. And one of his most interesting ones that he goes, he is, he's brilliant at delivering these narratives about these UFOs. And one of my favorites Michael Schratt does is these this UFO coming down and these people coming out of the craft, and they're clearly in uniform. And since the craft is, is, is doing things that no craft we can make now can do, and these are human beings coming out, it's like a piece of evidence that we can time travel backwards in time from the future. 
And so I just shop Academy Sports and Outdoors online and get $20 off when you spend $100 or more on Academy.com or get $10 off when you spend $50 or more. Buy online and pick up in-store. Shop Academy.com today. Ends May 25th. Exclusions and restrictions apply. See Academy.com slash disclaimers for details. Every day, big decisions are made without full information. Better decisions are made without the noise. With clarity and confidence, Aon is in the business of better decisions. I think that there's, there are theoretical underpinnings, and then uh, Feynman interprets uh, electrons and positrons as the same thing, but the positrons are traveling backwards in time. Well, if you can travel backwards in time and forwards in time as a particle, that means we are made of particles. I think we make it probably can travel forwards in time and backwards in time as well. So there's science that hints at it. There are these examples from superstars like Michael Schratt that could kind of indicate to us beings time travel. The most one of the most famous cases uh, was this priest out in the Pacific on the islands. And he had a bunch of people around him and they saw this saucer come over and these people came out, stood on top of the craft and waved at the priest and all the people on the ground. And there were hundreds of witnesses. I mean, so all of them are lying. All of them are having the same LSD trip. I mean, no. So I think these kinds of hints, Dave, that this stuff is real. Well, the other thing, too, Bob, is I think we see all of a sudden blips in time, too, which is where people see these pterodactyls, these dinosaurs, like raptor-like beings, thunderbirds, well, everything like I've that. I've seen one of those. What, what did you see? Like, a, I just, on uh, the after hours, I was saying about when I was younger, seeing, like, what I thought looked like a pterodactyl. No way. In downtown Minneapolis. No way. Years ago. So, so my psychic buddy, Lollaby, has been pointing out to me these, um, these um, what do you call it? Ma- Ma- Mandela's effect mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And they're just one after another after another. She's just pointing them out and pointing out and pointing out. And, you know, you, after a while, you go, these are all like, breaks in the time stream where one parallel timeline went one way and we remember it, but now we're on another parallel timeline and what we remember is no longer true. I mean, it's just all kinds of crazy stuff like that. That just, you know, you can't ignore all of it and claim it's all fake hallucinations and bull, you know what? Well, I got got something here. I got a text message from my daughter uh, and she's like, What's the password for again, Dad? Exactly. That's your answer. Exactly. What is the password for? Exactly. Your password tonight is Husbandize. That's H-A-U-S-S-M-A-N-N-I-Z-E. Husbandize. And what's the password for? Exactly. We're still trying to figure that out. Okay, so JB claims we are sesquiped aliens. That means we're people using a bunch of big words and pretending like we know what they are. Exactly. SuperQuest here, Roy, wants to know, if you could interview one wrestler on SOR, who would it be, dead or alive? I have to say it would be Chris Jericho or Mick Foley. 
One of the two. Mm. One of the Mankind. two. Mankind. Because they are a bunch of weirdos, and Jericho really uh, believes it and, and, and talks paranormal. He's experienced it. I'd love to do, uh, see that on there as well. All right. Sesquipedalians. aliens. Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, Raz is asking, Dave, have you ever got high on your own supply? No, <laughs> I, 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 no, I, no, I don't. I, I didn't. No, I didn't. Hey, 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 Dave, your supply is, is dust. Pretty much. <laughs> There's nothing pretty there. Pretty much. That's a, I'm pretty boring that way. You know, I you know I drive a beige Volvo. People, that shows you how boring I am, right? Honestly, I'm not that person. Totally not that person. All right, it, or your... you're doing it as a good disguise because no one will be any wiser. No, no. You know what? I love <laughs> I love the smell of pot, but it it's just something I don't do. I don't do now. If I had to. Do in order for like health reasons? Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I say that with my daughter listening in right now. Hi, honey. How are you? Yeah, she's hi, she's, Dave's daughter. She's laughing. Your, your I, dad is awesome, by the way. Yeah, she's laughing right now or rolling her eyes. One of the two. I'm surprised she's watching, but that makes me happy. Aww. That makes me happy. Totally makes me happy. And is she the Capricorn? No, she, maybe. She's February tenth. Oh no! She it's, it's your other daughter. It, it, it's happy. It's weird because she keeps saying my birthday's on February eleventh. I'm like, no, it's February tenth. It's February tenth. You know, she just doesn't get it. Doesn't get her own birthday. All right, it is the Ask Me Anything Day Birthday Show here on Spaced Out Radio. We are lining up for another question. Who is next? Science Bob Bree. Grant, what do you got? Let's go, Grant. Oh, you want to use me. Okay, using Earth astronomical terminology, where are you from? I know where you're from. Hmm. Dude, that's the biggest pause I've seen. Well, <laughs> hold on hold on a second here, because this is this is an important question. Like are you yes. are you saying as we speak here, about not the earthbound Dave, but the spiritual Dave. Where is spiritual okay. Dave from? Is that what you're asking? No, let's let let's put it. I want to see what you think. What I'm asking. So we're looking for astronomical terminology. Where are you from? I want to see what your take on that question is. I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> okay, so physically on this earth in the 3D realm where everybody's born, like you, me, and everybody that's listening, where are you from? I'm born just above the 49th parallel. You remember losing at 5440 your bust, right? They taught you that in history down there, right? <laughs> down there. He's, barely, he's barely a Canadian. He's so close. Oh no! It's not even that. I'm actually counting how many parallel or how many. Uh, well, there's countries in that parallel, so I'm trying to think of where he might be from. I'm from Canada. You know, were you born in Canada? Yes. You weren't born in Canada. Yes. You I were was. born in Canada. Yeah. Hard to believe. 
Wow, somebody admits they were born in Canada. Well, you're better than me. I was born in America. I like America. Well, at least someone does. Let's see. I love America. I'm just teasing. Uh, America's great. Canada's great. There's a good one. But the the thing is, is I I thought you were actually, uh, the way you react and act to certain things, I thought you were born in a more, a little bit more northerly. Is that the right word? No. Northerly? Northerly? Northerly. Northerly. There we go. Northerly. There you go. There we go. All right. Let's get to Andy Jones. Which has had the most effect on you, Bigfoot or the Gray Visitation? Definitely the Gray Visitation. The Bigfoot thing was cool. I would love to see a a, a Sasquatch again. Absolutely love to see a Sasquatch again. Will I get a chance? I don't know. I really don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying hard for that. But I believe Sasquatch allows you to see it when they feel you're ready. And I think that they don't feel I'm ready right now. I don't know why, but I'm working on it. I'm working towards it. I think this may be my year. I really do believe this will be my year. But the grave visitation, yeah, there's been a few of those. That's what freaks me out. You know, and thank goodness, I will say this, thank goodness that my daughters have not been taken. And I don't want that to happen. So, so so much as you are aware of it. So far, so good. So far, so good. I don't know. My daughter's listening, and I'm like, hey, have you been taken by aliens yet? She'll answer that to me here momentarily. Uh, she wants to answer in the chat, but she's so, uh, Im- she doesn't want to be, uh, uh, she wants to be anonymous. So just <laughs> just text dear old dad and let dad know have you been taken by aliens yet? Old you've dad. been you've been taught right by dear old dad. Just exactly. Dad. Yeah. Don't be a target for all the weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. It, well. Yeah. Mm. She's a weirdo herself. So. But we are the weirdos, Mister. There you Excuse go. Excuse me. We're not the weirdos. It's the ones that don't believe. But is is there a lot to believe, though? A lot to believe. All right. We're still waiting for more questions from our audience in the chat room here on Ask Dave Anything on Spaced Out Radio. We got uh, Grant Baker from After Hours, from After Hours and our TikTok. We have Thin Lizzie Borden. We have Science Bob here from Science Bob and Friends. And Dirty Filth up in the corner. He's painting a picture for tonight's show. It's going to be amazing. And my daughter says, no, she doesn't think she's been taken yet, which is good. And I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure my other daughter hasn't either. So that is good. That is that I'm happy about that. Don't want them being taken. You know, let the old man go. Let the old man go. Science Bob, I know you got a question brewing for me. Okay, so Dave has talked a lot tonight about a little bit of Bigfoot and a little bit of aliens. But Dave has done some serious, woo, spooky, ghosty adventures and has seen a full-bodied apparition, which he caught on film. Tell us about it. Are you talking about the guy in the barn? 
Yes. Okay, I did not catch that photo for the record. One of our tour members did. In my area town, there's a museum where we used to do a a ghost tour. And this skeptical lady came with her friend who was all into the ghost hunting show. She's a, she was a retired teacher. And they went up into the barn and they caught this photo of a ghost walking up the stairwell. Now... And it looks really creepy. Yes, it very much does look creepy. And with with that being said, this entity, if that's what we can call it, it was it was scary because he didn't like the fact that we saw him, and we've actually captured him twice on camera, and. Hey, this clean like that. oh, that's Merle there. I'm trying to find the no. photo here. I, uh, that's what I'm struggling to do here is I'm trying to find the photo as we speak, and I just found them. Take your time. It's worth finding. I know the audience would love to see it. Yeah. So I am trying to find the photo here and see if it'll pop up here. Uh, let's see here. No. um I'll bring them up here in a second. But this ghost, he was full body apparition. He was um, absolutely um, solid, solid on the stairwell, and and the lady who caught it didn't know. She took three photographs in that area and didn't know that she caught it until after the tour. She was looking at her. Um, she was looking at her photos on her phone. She was using a Galaxy 8 phone. And that's where she noticed that she had caught this. And so she took the photo and we looked at it. I sent it to Butch Witkowski. I sent it to David Weatherly and a couple others in the paranormal field that I trust. And they were very much... um very much in shock by what we caused because it's very rare when you find a a full body apparition on camera that you cannot see through like this thing was physical and so that is what we did and that is what we were able to capture so i'm trying to bring up the barn photo here and bear with me. Our, our people on, on radio won't be able to see this, and I apologize. Uh, but our YouTube, you could go onto our YouTube channel and you'll be able to see it. And I'll bring it up right now. So if you look to right here. Now this is a person, there's a person standing below the stairwell looking against that. But the gentleman on the stairwell... And whatever is behind him, which we think is a young girl, they're walking up the stairwell. And it is creepy. Absolutely creepy. So he's right cool. here. And so while you're, while you're looking, uh, recently I was interacting with some folks and um, I heard a rustling. Uh, in the corner of my bedroom, and I 
woke up wide awake. I wasn't afraid or anything. And looked up over in the corner. And out of the corner comes this full-bodied human child with blonde hair and piercing eyes looking straight into me, walks over towards me, stares into my eyes, and I'm going, well, what do you want? And with that, he vanished. It was, Dave, since I've gotten to know you, bro, my life is weird. It is. You know what? There's one, there it is. There's one of the things that you need to discuss, Bob, how literally, and I'm going to show the second photo here. Okay, so I'm not going to save this one. Here's the second photo of the gentleman. Okay, this one is a little bit harder to see, but you will see, as I bring on in here, you will see there is his face up close. Oh, yeah. So we had these white orbs appear, and then you could see his face with his eyes, the same scarring on the face. Okay, after this second photo, that's when he started attacking people. And that's when things kind of got ugly in our area. And so now we don't allow people to go up on his stairwell. We don't allow people, uh, before we would do a tour, we would have to uh, bring him a, a, a shot of whiskey and a cigarette as, a, as an offering. And that's where things just got really, really strange with everything. So yeah, so the so I and then and, uh, you you know the story, but I'll tell the story of um, Science Sharon and Science Bob are in their living room, and um, we're I, I turn around to speak to her, and this white hot orb appears about her eye level on the couch cushion next to her but above it and sits there and does a wiggle around and I mean the thing is really bright like hurts your eyes to look at it and I'm going what in the heck is that and the look on her face was priceless. So she understood that this kind of stuff was kind of going on around us. That day, any doubt she ever had was gone. Look on her face was unbelievable. And this thing just wiggled around a little bit, poof, disappeared. Yeah, knowing you, Dave, is full of weirdness. So it's happened to me with others, and I kind of think that people who are have an open mind and have some intent. When they go around experiencers, they are impacted. They're affected. And people call it the hitchhiker effect. I actually think it's changing beings, changes being made to your consciousness. And on that note, we are going to be taking a break here at the bottom of the hour. Dave's birthday show, celebrating my 49th trip around the sun. Science Bob, Grant and Bree from the After Hours show, Dirty Filth, painting away his beautiful art. We'll be back with more Spaced Out Radio when we return. There we go. We are clear. I'm almost caught up in the chat room here. 
Uh, picks will be the next question. Uh, what is the most important thing we all need to do to advance disclosure? Uh, what we need to do is keep pressure on the politicians. That disclosure means everything. Uh, it does not mean. It does not mean. Let's forget about Roswell. Let's forget about everything that happened before 2004. We need disclosure on everything. They're not going to tell us, but that's what it means. At least in my opinion. Put the pressure on. Get more people jumping on the bandwagon of uh, Tim Burchett, the congressman from, I believe it's, is it Arkansas where he's from, Bob? Tim Burchett? Yes. Okay, where he wants full disclosure from Roswell right up. Says uh, the American people have a right to know. That's what we need. That's the attitude that we need to take. No more, no more due diligence. It's about vigilance now. Uh, oh yeah, the lovely Lala. How are you? Have you ever experienced Dogman? Uh, I think I have felt him around, but I cannot confirm that, and I have not seen any evidence of him. But apparently. He is around my area on the east side of the studio, the east side, and we're going to look for. Why him. not the west side? Uh, no sightings there. All the sightings have been on the east and north. So weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Uncle Jim Goodall is here. Uncle he Jim Goodall. Is. We love Uncle Jim around here. The I'm last... such a fanboy. Me too. Me too. And uh, there's Chow Fun. Welcome to SOR Chat. Who else do we have here? I'm only right now, uh, am I still 30 minutes behind? God damn. Hold on. It's I thought, time flies when you're having fun. Robert Lamoth, how are you? Uh, oob to Joe's Maine. You've got Lola's. I'm Carrie Walsh Jennings. Five Olympics, four medals. I've played with lots of injuries and sore muscles. KT Tape has helped me push past the pain. Today, clinical studies prove what I've always known, that using KT Tape before, during, and after workouts can reduce muscle soreness. Whether it's the Olympics or the local gym, pain is pain. Tape up with the number one kinesiology tape. Use it for muscle soreness and many common injuries. KT Tape, train longer, finish stronger. KT Tape works for me, it'll work for you. Welcome to Seaspire Country, home of unlimited with cash back. Use less than two gigs of data a month, and we'll take $10 off your next bill. And that's on every line. So four lines could save you 40 bucks every single month. Unlimited data when you need it, cash back when you don't. Seems right, seems fair, and only Seaspire offers it. So stop paying for data you don't use and switch to life in Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. See Seaspire.com for details. Thank you, Moon Freedom and Steve, for the super chats. Very much appreciate the love and support. Lovely Linda Bennett. Appreciate you coming on in. You know, it's very rare. Save, save, save that question for on air. Which one? The Dogman one? Yeah. Okay. Talk about it. All right. Um, let's see here. Talk about all the cryptid weirdo. We talk about ghosts, UFOs. Uh, no, just no, no, no. I, I got a topic that I want to talk about, Science Bob, and it Ooh. totally involves you, you dirty bastard. Totally, okay. Totally involves. What a trans four. Exactly. You know. Oh my. Hey, Dave. Uh huh. 
Yes, exactly. exactly. I already know. I read your mind. Yeah, well, that's part of it. That's part of it. I'm, I'm going to hit you up on air, so we're going to be on record. Uh, Good. Okay, so we got Lala's question answered. Uh, let's go to Donnie. Well, you didn't answer it on air. Oh, shit. Okay, remind me of that. Yeah, bring it back. You didn't well, answer I gotta, it on air. I got to scroll. I don't know where the question is. I actually, okay, never mind. All right. uh, bring it up to me. I will answer it on air. Donnie, uh, could yeah. you compare contrast the UFO community versus the cryptid community versus the ghost community? Uh, I will put it this way and simply, and people will probably hate me for this, but I'm going to tell the truth. The UFO community is really divided, but they are very strong in towards their goals. The cryptid community uh, has no base when your your main people, the BFRO, are actually changing scripts and reports to match their own testimony and their own beliefs. And there is a, Didn't they change that? No, they, they haven't yet from what I've heard. And okay. the ghost community is waffling right now because COVID really hit them hard in their locations yes. where they could go, number one. But number two, uh, you're seeing a lot of teams being split, and there's not a great demand right now for paranormal television shows and new people coming in. Uh, so they have really slowed that down. So that's the biggest difference. If I were to choose one, it'd be the UFO community followed by the cryptid community followed by the ghost community because they just seem lost. Uh, gorgeous Rafaela in the Czech Republic. How are you? Uh, the lovely Jordan Ashley Pettit. Nice to see you back. And uh, why was the ET concerned about my health? I have no idea. It threw me for a loop. It really did. But apparently they thought according to Samantha, that I would have a heart attack if I went over there. Zenzabil and Logan Black, thank you for joining us tonight. And uh, I'm only 35 minutes behind in the chat room right now. So I will catch up, people. I promise you. Here we go in five seconds. We pass the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciating the love on my birthday night tonight. So thank you so much for sharing it with me. And with me tonight, I got Science Bob. I got Thin Lizzie. I got Grant from the After Hours Show on our YouTube channel on the weekends. Lizzie also takes care of our TikTok. Who, she does an amazing job. And if you're watching on YouTube, Dirty Filth is up there painting a brand new picture of the birthday pizza between me, the California Creepers, Mothman, and Sasquatch. God, he's amazing. Absolutely. And the California Nightcrawler. California Nightcrawler. That's it. Thank you. Ooh, I like that. Thank you. Very much appreciated. Well, technically, it's like the Fresno Nightcrawlers. True. Yep. Yes, you're correct. All right. There was a question from Lala B in the chat room about Dogman, if I've ever had an experience with that. No, I have not. However, I do know that Steve Istall has been reporting a lot of Dogman sightings and encounters in my area and north of me, and they're picking up. 
Now, I have heard a couple of stories, one from a couple of First Nations elders around here who went hunting just a couple of years ago around a lake. They were hunting for black bear. They saw two standing up on their hind legs, or they thought were black bear. They raised their rifle to it, and then the one said to my friend Eddie, as he dropped his rifle, said, we got to get out of here now. Because when he scoped him in from 200 yards away, he realized that it was two dogman creatures and not black bears. So they are in this area. But it's weird. Sasquatch in the west, dogman in the east, highway right in between. Very, very weird. And that highway runs along the Gold Rush Trail, which is where all the paranormal stuff happens. It's weird. Very weird. Science Bob, I have a question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot here for once because it's my party and I can cry if I want to. (laughs) Okay. But my biggest bone to pick with you throughout the years, uh, and for people who don't know, Bob and I only met in 2020. And he had started listening to this show a few months previous and then gave me crap on Twitter for keeping him up awake at night. But when we met... It was like we'd known each other our entire lives. And I've said a bunch of things to him over the years that he didn't particularly believe me on, but they've all come true. Well, the majority of them. Now, Science Science Bob, I'm going to hit you up there. This is going to sound real egotistical here, real egotistical. But it's my birthday, and for once, I'm going to be that way. In the UFO world, and let's just keep it to UFOs, in everything that I've said is going to happen, how wrong have I been? I can't think of anything you've said wrong, Dave. I think all of your predictions have almost completely come true. What was the one that convinced you that said, holy cow, I think I better pay more attention? Ooh... Oh, that's tough, Dave. It's tough. I, well, I could tell tell the, you and the audience of the incident that had me most convinced of your and my interaction with those with uh, whatever this phenomenon sure. is. Sure. So you call me in the morning like you usually do, and you say, "Bob, I had a weird dream." And, Maybe it wasn't a dream. I dreamt that you and I had been taken, and we were on a craft together with a bunch of other people. And I went, really? And we went on our chat and talked. So anyway, we we finish. And I tell Science Sharon what's, what's, what the story is. And uh, while I'm thinking about t- and telling her, she says, you know, there was a rustling around in the house. And I got up and checked out the noise because it sounded like somebody was walking around. Okay? So I went, really? So I then said, well, if I had been taken, I know my watch, my Fitbit, really good Fitbit, you know, slick thing right here. 
it has takes takes counts of my heartbeat, my blood pressure, my sleep time, all sorts of things. So I pulled up the app, I opened the day's report, and I looked at the sleep time. And I don't have any memory of what Dave was telling me, but the Fitbit says that I was awake and walking around, and the GPS is tracking for over 90 minutes, around or absolutely on top of the time, Dave says, we were taken together on a craft. So that was like, wow. And then I see these this triangular shape of orbs in my front yard on uh, my video camera. Can we play videos? We can play videos. Okay, so let me see if I can dig it up and we'll play it. Okay, but anyway. Um, and it's just, the stuff just keeps coming. Then I'm having these, these uh, uh, whatever they are, little UFOs that come down and go beneath the tree. So I thought at first these were blinking lights of an airplane. But then I realized we don't have blinking lights of an airplane that are beneath the trees and are illuminating the leaves and limbs above it when they blink. And it's blink, 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 regular pulse. Dave, you've made an interesting time of my life. Well, you know what? And it's funny, too, because Bob was always very hyped on people, especially younger generations that were coming into the field and being exciting. And I was always the kind of guy who would say, hey, Bob, hold off on this one. You may want to just hold off here. And so right. One ended up being a fake scientist. One ended up screwing over SOR by posting our product on his uh, monetized YouTube channel. You know, I mean, it's been it's been quite a ride. And I don't say that to sound cocky, but this is where I always tell people in this field, read between the lines. It's very, very important, like with Lou Elizondo or anybody else, read between the lines. That is where the story goes. And there is the dirty filth art regarding it, uh, of you and me being taken at the same time there. Oh, yeah. The dirty filth, he captures everything. Absolutely captures everything. Brilliantly. Brilliantly. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Let's go to Kara's question here. Dave, do you have a spirit animal you are most connected with? Yes, I do. It is a mountain lion. And when that mountain lion has a mess, I've only seen it a couple of times, but when that mountain lion has a message for me, he is in my face. His nose is within two inches of my nose. And those golden eyes are staring right into my eyes, and there is no blinking. There is no blinking at all. And it freaks me out. Absolutely freaks me out. Let's go to Raz. Are unknown pregnancies the government mentioned trying to throw the public for a loop? I think it was done for a test to see how the public would react to what they are studying. That's what I think it is. We we have all sorts of friends. Let's just mention one who has publicly stated uh, uh, two of them. Geraldine Orozco is a regular on this show. 
Melinda Leslie's a friend of ours and appears regularly. Both of them have had multiple abductions where they were impregnated and had the fetuses taken from them before they came to term. And Geraldine says it's many. Look, this stuff, you just can't ignore this stuff. It's too many women have this stuff happen to them. Guys have stuff happen to them, but it's not to me as traumatic as being impregnated with a baby and it being taken. So uh, mm-hmm. I think that they are, I think that that what is going on in that DIRD document is uh, MUFON and other people's research is being described. It's being described. I don't think the DIRD has claims that it's true. This the statistics of what has been described and it's put in a DIRD to provide the groundwork for future research. Okay, so I don't believe it's a claim that they believe it. I believe it's a preparation to do further research. But there's thousands and thousands and thousands of women who are reporting these abductions and these hybrid experiment pregnancies. And, and not only that, they got their statistics and from MUFON. Yeah, I believe that. And we have because Tom Whitmore told us that. And and we've recently learned that Dave McDonald has had three or more meetings. Dave McDonald, the the executive director of MUFON, has had three or more meetings in government, private meetings with government officials regarding UFOs and MUFON statistics. The government is now watching MUFON, not to steal their stats, but asking MUFON. What do you got for us? What what do we need to know that we're not being told by the military? Because if the military isn't telling them, there's only really one, a couple of organizations out there, Peter Davenport's New Fork or MUFON, that are out there that could really break this uh, this out. Bob, what do you think? I think that that was so. So look, you and I in the background, and we're not we're not pulling any punches here when we talk to Tom. We've tell them, look, what's what's the deal? You know, MUFON has all this stuff. I mean, besides Cheryl uh, and her UFO uh, statistics books, what is the data being used for? This is the first time we have really good evidence uh, that it's being utilized by with a purpose. Because very true. Look, the people in Congress, they know the military's feeding them a line of crap. You, you, you should hear the background talk or talk to one of them that you are familiar with or friends with because you support them. They will listen to you if you send them money and support them, and they will actually interact with you. Okay, so they're PO'd. They believe they got a snow job on uh, the, the last week, and they're determined to get more. And MUFON is part and parcel of gathering data that this problem is so freaking huge so massive that there's no dang way the government does have uh, fails to have more than 144 stories. They've got thousands and thousands, and they've got them in their records because they got those records. They got those records with OSAP. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. All right, let's go to Luscious Jewels. Dave, have you experienced poltergeist-like activity or apports? No. I never have, and to be honest, but I have. I I want to. I like I. Be I, careful what you wish for. 
I oh, understand. Yeah. All I have to say. All I want to see, I want to see like my drinking glass here go right across the frame. Now we have had interesting stuff happen during this show. Uh, when we were a long time ago on on Periscope, which was for Twitter, there was actually a white orb that was flying right in front of our cameras. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't see it, but the camera had caught it. And my Canadian flag covers up a window. You could actually see an orb going through the flag like somebody was behind it with a flashlight. So that was kind of cool. So let me add. So um, uh, after I visited Chris Bledsoe, I returned home, and I was deciding whether or not to continue some kind of personal and or professional work with Chris. So I was dithering because it was, you know, this stuff is, you're trying to decide whether you're going to go all in on it or not. Well, I began to have an apport inside our home of water like right out of the middle of the air, water would fling at you like it was squirted from a squirt pistol. And it was a, it was not a little bit. It was a lot. So it happened a couple of times, and I called in Science Sharon to say, do you see water on my leg? She says, not only water on your leg, it's all around you. It's like, is the ceiling leaking? I went, no, we just had it fixed. But I called up the ceiling repairman and complained. I said, you know, I think the ceiling is leaking. And he says, "Why?" I says, "Water came th- came in the other yesterday," and he says, "Dude, think about it. We haven't had a drop of rain here in over two weeks. Your ceiling is completely dry, even if it has a leak." So it kept on going until I picked up the phone, called Chris Bledsoe, told him I was going to work with him and commit, and the airport stopped. Stuff is weird, Dave. Very weird. Very, very weird. Let's get to another question here. And this one comes from, where is it here? Uh, From Jeff Steve Garvey. Hi, Jeff. Dave, what is your favorite alien? Do you think Skinny Bob is the cutest? Ah, Skinny Bob. Who wouldn't give Skinny Bob a big hug? But you know what? I honestly want to see two beings. I want to see a mantid. Yep. And I want to see a humanoid, like one of them beautiful Pleiadians that that you know you just drool over. The one that looks out in the, out that live out in Nevada. Yeah, is it Nevada or Sweden? Oh no, it's, no, no, it's it's, it's right near Nellis, right outside of Las Vegas. There's this kind of desolate area, and they they are hanging out there for whatever reason. And you've got this guy in Las Vegas that's constantly taking videos, Steve, what's his name, of these things flying in. It's just stuff is so strange, and there's no way those craft are flying over Nellis and the Air Force not know it. They're lying. Cable Guy Matt makes a comment in the chat room. I've been here for 45 minutes. Dude, I'm 45 minutes behind in the chat room right now. So I'm moving on up. Uh, let's go to Laura here, who is asking, Dave, what haunted location would you most like to visit? Would you sleep there and investigate? The, the question is, second part is yes. I, I don't fear ghosts. 
I think ghosts are, are pretty easy to deal with for the most part. I don't have a favorite location, but what I do have is a favorite subject. And that favorite subject is this. I think television has missed the boat big time on this because every small town and mid-sized town and even big city has their own legends and has their own story, whether it's monsters like Sasquatch or the Goat Man or Little People or Dog Man or aliens or haunted buildings. And the best stories come from those small little towns in the middle of nowhere, in the mountains of of Washington State or uh, along the farming lands of, of Nebraska or the wilderness of British Columbia where I am. And I think that I would, if I had my dream, if I had an unlimited budget to do this, like if I won like the lottery here next week. Congrats on going to college. Now the fun begins with setting up your dorm. Make it yours. Bed Bath & Beyond makes it easy. Sign up now for our college savings pass. Get 20% off your entire purchase every time you shop through September 30th. Only at Bed Bath & Beyond. Congrats on going to college. Now the fun begins. Setting up your dorm, your apartment, your space. Make it yours. Bed Bath & Beyond makes it easy. Sign up now for our college savings pass. Get 20% off your entire purchase every time you shop through September 30th. 20% off everything. Hey, we've even got a checklist for that. You can order near home and pick it all up near campus. Sign up now at your nearest Bed Bath & Beyond or bedbathandbeyond.com and make college yours week or this Friday is like $70 million. If I were to win that $70 million, I could tell you right now, Dave's buying a motorhome with internet, of course, so that way we could do the show. And Dave is going from small town to small town to small town to film these stories that nobody talks about anymore, except those in that community. And we could talk about Waverly Hills or Gettysburg or Alcatraz all we want. I don't care if I ever hear another insane asylum haunting in on this show ever. I really don't care. And this is where the paranormal went stagnant as far as I'm concerned. Nobody is doing anything different. And the stories of these small communities... These bedroom communities that are, are growing, those ones that are still stuck in the 1950s, 60s with the same old gas pumps that they used in the 1970s, okay, those are the towns where I want to go through and I want to be the dude who brings those monsters and those uh, hauntings and those stories to life. That's what I want to do. How about you, Bree? Um. I've been to Alcatraz uh, on a night tour when I was a teenager before, but I would like to stay at, I know, big surprise, the Lizzie Borden um, bed and breakfast. I'm not related, just I have the last name, and I want to do a bad dad joke and say, can I get a last name discount and see their reaction joke around like that. But um, that would be on my bucket list or the Stanley hotel. 
to stay at to like investigate. How about you, especially at Stephen King's The Shining? Mm-hmm. How about you, Science Bob? As we got three minutes to go, so uh, I've done this and investigated the Avenel House in Bedford, Virginia, and we heard some stuff, felt some stuff, and we were investigating the room. We could hear these little whispers going on in the room, but it was just, just, just barely audible. And then it was got time for us to end the, the thing and go downstairs and have refreshments and hang out with folks. And we heard this group of people walking and talking out in the hall. And they were not being quiet. I went, damn, they're being rude. We're trying to do something here. So we just gave up and decided we would go downstairs and have the refreshments and hang out with the other group. And we went down and we complained about how loud they had been that they disturbed our work. And they went, what are you talking about? We've been down here for 20 minutes. All the stomping and talking and stuff was the ghosties upstairs on the floor banging around outside our door. I mean, it's, you know, you just can't make a scrap up. You just got to stop denying the existence of the weird and open your mind and think about what it all might mean. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, and that is something that is is so important is to pick up on those little signs and signals that many of us forget to pick up on, you know. But I mean, wouldn't it just be awesome, Science Bob, when you come up here? We take a tour through some of these small coddled towns that are hidden in between the mountain passes, and just go talk yep. to the regulars. You go to Lytton, British Columbia, now. Or pardon me, not Lytton, uh, Yale, British Columbia. There's a couple things that Yale is famous for. And Bob, when you come up here this summer, you will end up going through Yale, depending on the way you come up here. Yale is known for a few things. Number one, home to author W.P. Kinsella. Mm-hmm. People may know him for a book called The Legend of Shoeless Joe, which led to the movie Field of Dreams. But number yep. two, Yale was the end of the Fraser River where you could get boats to before the rapids started within the Fraser Canyon. And every Gold Rush member had to go on a paddle wheeler, and the Fraser River actually had more paddle wheelers than the Mississippi River at that time. And Mm -hmm. then people would buy a horse and buggies. It was a violent little starting town to go uh, start your trek through the uh, trails of the Fraser Canyon, which are much like the Rockies, except with trees. And, or pardon me, the Grand Canyon. That's what I was thinking of, except with trees. And there's a lot of hauntings, there's a lot of death, and there's a lot of Sasquatch around there. A lot of Sasquatch, including the legend of Jacko, the child Sasquatch, that was allegedly taken by Barnum and Bailey and never seen or heard of again. Hour three of Spaced Out Radio, the birthday show. We're going to introduce the Swamp Dweller. We're going to continue with Science Bob and Bree and Dirty Filth. Super Duke's going to join us as well right after this. This is fun. This is fun. 
I'm out of drawing juice, Dave. You're what? I'm out of drawing juice. If I draw anymore, it's just gonna it's gonna be sloppy. Well, then just hang out with us, dirty filth. You're allowed. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, grumpy. Aww. Oh, my whiskey <laughs> breath. Kitty. Maybe I should, like, get a picture or something to go over here. Hold on a second. Grump? Mm, kitty face. Are you okay? You okay there, bud? Speaking about weird things, I don't know what you guys can see this, but this is a drawing I did. Had this dream. I always have really, like vivid dreams and everything. It's whatever. But mm -hmm. uh, I used to do like appliance repair and work at appliance place. And had this mm -hmm. dream that I was working at uh, Science Bob and Dave's new and used rockets and appliances. And Brandon Fugel came in and he goes, oh, I'm buying a new stove or whatever. It was a gas stove and I always like gas stoves. And so anyways... Uh, like, I was like, he doesn't need to get repaired. And Science Bob's like, no, he's just buying a new one. And so, yeah, they're like, high pressure sales me into buying a, a used gas stove. So this is a drawing I did of it. <laughs> when did I draw that? February 14th last year. Yeah. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Nothing says loving like a brand new oven. Uh, well, if you want to get, like, break that down, that is, like, pregnancy, fertility, or the future. I just like gas stoves. I like cooking, so. You're like, I just like gas. It just cooks so much better than, and I got, at my house, I got a crappy glass top stove. I just swear at the thing all the time. Oh, I've never... Oh, okay. The, like, yeah. flat top. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, like, actual, like, just clear glass. I was like, what? But no, I, I know what you're... It sucks to you break that glass. Your feet. Yeah, that... Science Bob, did you hear the story of this drawing? I just missed. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I, have I was checking on Science Sharon. Her fever has broken, and she's not coughing. Excellent. I like to hear that. Me sense. too, buddy. One sec. Uh, oh, so anyways, um, I had this dream. So I used to do, like, meat. I used to do repairs on appliances and junk, and I worked at an appliance place for a long time. And so I had this dream that I woke up, and I went to work because I was a reply appliance repair guy at Science Bob and Dave's new used rockets and appliances. And Brandon Fugel came in, and he was 
buying that. I thought he would, he brought his old stove and it was a gas stove. And I was like, oh, does he need it fixed or whatever? And, uh, you guys, you and Dave are like, no, it's he's just buying a new stove. And you're like, you should buy this one. It's a beauty. And so, yeah, it doesn't come with aliens. And it's not cursed. But I did end up buying the stove in my dream anyway. So it worked out at the end. There you go. Very cool. So how's everybody nice going? So you know, far, so I good. I do have to say quickly here that um, I'm so, so excited that my daughter is listening tonight. And, yeah, it's very cool. And we've actually, there's Super Duke. Come on, show us the hair, Duke. Super Duke. Super Duke. Super Duke. Hey guys, happy birthday, Dave. Thanks, buddy. How you doing? Hanging in there. I went through hell trying to pull up those files because this newer computer doesn't recognize whatever antique yes, form we're in. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, gorgeous Jessica S. for the birthday wishes and the birthday wishes from everybody else. But, uh, yeah, I'm very happy that my daughter is tuned in tonight. I don't know if she tunes in or not often. I really don't. She never – She, but she's texting me all these stories. And she's the one who used to be real connected. Like when we first moved up here, she was very, very connected to the fairies. And the fairies would actually keep her up at night. Um because they were so bright in her room flying around. And when she would go out and out into uh, the, our ba- the green belt behind our yard or in our backyard, she would go meditate, and the fairies would come in and they would land on her. And she was very connected there for a while with them. So we have about 10 seconds. Thank you to everybody who has hit up the super chat tonight for the birthday show. Very much appreciate your love and support of Spaced Out Radio. Brazelhoff, how you doing? Here we go. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. And we really do appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America and digitally on TalkStream Live, Odyssey Radio, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Hosmanize. Hosmanize is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you, including rocking out to Bumblefoot, reading Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram, Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok. At Spaced Out Radio. Let's head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller has another spooky story for you to listen to. 
Hi, Spaced Out Radio listeners. This is Swamp Dweller. It's time for your nightly dose of spookiness on the show. If you have an interesting encounter or a spooky story that you would like to share, be sure to submit them in at swampdweller.net. You can also find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash swampdwellerreads. Now, let's chill out, relax, and together, let's enter the swamp. Hi Swamp, I'm a big fan of the channel. I've wanted to write to you for a while now, but never sat down to do it until now. My name is Ben, and I'm a camera operator on a ghost hunting show in Nova Scotia, Canada. The story I will tell you took place a few months ago on my second day of the show. I've now signed for two more seasons, so yay, money. But I'm very excited because it's a fun job, and we do actual ghost hunting and don't fake anything we capture. So, on my second day working, we were at an old military training camp at the main building where they held banquets, a very fancy-looking place. I can't remember the full story behind the building, but I'll do my best to explain it. Essentially, there was a husband and a wife who lived there decades ago. The husband had been having an affair with a woman, and the wife walked in on them. After seeing her husband cheating, she hung herself on the main stairway. There was a mural on the husband's wall of Poseidon and the wife and mistress on the either side of him and seashells. This was a very eerie room. The CCTV cameras around the building were highly sketchy, even with the lights on. So anyway, after we set up all the cameras, two other crew members and I grabbed our night vision cameras and started shooting the host. I will refer to the host as Kevin, Alex, and Harley. There was also a director with us named Pat. I oversaw filming Harley, so I followed her while she did her thing and we went to the main stairs where the wife was supposedly said to have hung herself. She started asking questions like, is there anyone here, and all the typical stuff like that. After a few minutes of questions, we remained quiet and after a few seconds we heard a woman crying. Harley looked at me and asked if I listened to that. I immediately started nodding like crazy without messing up the framing on my camera. Harley then called Alex over, who can do this channeling thing, where you let spirits use your energy to communicate, or something like that. Alex did her thing, told the spirit to use her body to communicate with us, and then sat down in silence with her eyes closed. After a few minutes, Alex started sliding down the wall to sit down with her eyes still closed. She then started rubbing her neck and her feet began to sway, which I immediately connected to the wife, who hung herself where Alex was sitting. Harley also joined this and narrated a bit of it to the viewers at home, so they also knew what was happening. They then started muttering, suddenly sobbing and screaming, Why would you do this? Harley then called over Kevin, who came to assist in getting Alex back to reality. She was still screaming and crying, but after Harley and Kevin calmed her down, She told us what had happened. I relived what happened to my wife and saw her die. Only a few seconds after she said this, the banging started happening all over the building, and then directly behind me, which caused me to say a few censored words and fall to the ground while pointing the camera at the wall. After all the banging, the director came out of the room with all the monitors for the CCTV cameras and said we were going to wrap it up for the night because it was getting too crazy, and he was worried for our safety at that point. We were going to investigate the next day as well, 
so we left all the cameras set up in the building and went to our hotel. This was directly next door, so we didn't worry too much about leaving stuff in the building overnight. I was the lucky one who could see the building from my hotel room, which didn't make it easy to sleep. The next day wasn't as eventful, but I did have a very wholesome moment with the ghost of a chef in the kitchen. The chef doesn't like when you screw around with stuff in the kitchen, so keep that in mind. Since we were going to investigate the kitchen, I had to set up a CCTV camera. While there, I just started talking out loud to the chef, saying that soon there would be more people going around his kitchen and not to worry, though, because we're all sorts of good people and we don't mean any harm. After a short while, we entered the kitchen, and the host did their thing and started moving stuff around in the kitchen, knowing that he didn't like that, but unfortunately nothing really happened. So after a bit more of filming, we took a break, and I took my camera and went alone to the kitchen to do some solo investigating, but also turned up nothing. However, I reset his kitchen back to normal after the host messed it up a bit. We had to wrap up all of our gear at the end of shooting, so I headed straight to the kitchen to get the CCTV camera. While packing it, I talked to the chef, asking him to show himself to me. If he was camera shy, there were no cameras rolling, nothing. So I continued wrapping up the cable, but then saw something out of the corner of my eye. I turned my head to it and saw a black figure duck behind the fridge. I just smiled and said thank you. The owner of the building wants to have us back to investigate more, so hopefully we will be back next season and I can see my ghost chef friend again. My apologies for any grammar errors, writing isn't my best skill. If people like the story, I can share others I have experienced on the show. Thanks for sharing, Swamp Dweller. Uh, you know we love the Swamp Dweller around here. You should follow him at Swamp Dweller Reads on YouTube, because that's where all the spookiness happens. He's got thousands of stories. Swamp Dweller on YouTube. I listen to him every night before I go to bed. He's a good fan of this show. We love the Swamp Dweller around here. All right, let's introduce the man, the myth, and the Bigfoot legend. It's Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio. All right, look at Science Bob cutting a rug there while he's hanging on out. But it's Super Duke at World Bigfoot Radio time <laughs> right here on Spaced Out Radio. How you doing, Super Duke? Doing good, doing good. Good job of dancing along with the music there, Science Bob. You're, you're right in step with all the other goofiness we're doing. <laughs> uh, we love good to see you, Duke. So, Dave, happy birthday again. Thank you. Thank you're, you. You're looking looking good for a man of your advanced age. You know, Jimmy Church announced you were 93. I think he got that wrong. Well, he was off by a couple of years. You know, I don't have to color my hair yet. I don't have to, <laughs> you know. But, hey, I wish I had his dulcet tones. Love Jimmy. Love Jimmy. Actually, yeah, Jimmy. there's a good chance that uh, Jimmy is actually going to be on our roundtable uh, this week. Uh, for our month end, where we are doing a major special. Science Bob will be there as well regarding Lou Elizondo stepping away from the public eye. And is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? We're going to break it all down on the round. Every day, big decisions are made without full information. Overloaded by data. Compounded by complexity. 
Better decisions are made without the noise. With clarity and confidence. Aon is in the business of better decisions. Take care of your property with equipment you can count on, like the Kubota BX and L01 Series compact tractors, part of our under 100 horsepower tractor lineup, rated number one for reliability, and Z Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles, where durability meets speed. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit GoKubota.com for a dealer near you. Roundtable. It's going to be a great I kinda show. Hope, I kind of hope Jimmy does that, especially since he had Sean on tonight. Yeah, Sean Cahill, good friend of this show. Good friend of this show. And uh, he also wished us a happy birthday on Jimmy's show, so that was kind of cool. Very cool. Thank you to Sean and Jimmy Church for, for the love that they showed. A little SOR here. The little brother that is growing to be nice and big. That's what we do. Super Duke, I got a question for you because we do have a lot of audience questions here. How long is your spooky story for us? Because I know you're freaking me out tonight. I've got uh, three. One of them's pretty decent length, but two of them are short. Um, stories from Northern Alberta. Well, feature him and let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Here we go. Okay. Well, first, before I do that, I, the public service announcement here for all you people around the area in Pennsylvania, be extremely careful. Be on the lookout. Uh, there's been not one, not two, not three, but four dogman sightings in the Poconos in the last week. One of them involved the dogman chasing a vehicle down the road and clawing the side of the car. Oh, nice. No one has been attacked yet. But uh, that's not to say it couldn't happen. So if you're in that area, be extra careful. So here we go with the Gugwe reports. Mountain House, Alberta location, uh, excuse me, near Rocky Mountain House, Alberta. Date, July 23rd, 2004. Time, early evening, occurrence, vocalizations, and sighting on property. A man on a property west of the town of Rocky Mountain House reported that he began to hear roaring sounds in the forest that surrounded his property. He described them as the roar of a lion, but much, much louder. So loud that he not only heard them, but felt them as well. And, of course, we've heard that before. At first, they seemed to be coming from a good distance away, but steadily became louder and louder as the maker of the sounds drew closer to his property. He said that the sounds both terrified and mesmerized him, kind of like he was having a nightmare. This made him even more fearful, as he had never experienced anything like this before. He said that he decided to go outside to see if he could spot the maker of the sounds, but before he did this, he armed himself with a rifle. He didn't specify what type or caliber it was. One thing he said is, excuse me, is that the entire time he felt a lingering sense of dread and couldn't explain why. Once he was outside, he spotted a very large bipedal creature standing on just the other side of the barbed wire fence that separated his property from Crown, which is government land for those of us down here in the U.S. He estimated its height at 9.5 to 10 feet, but what really sent him into shock was the creature's face. His exact words were, quote, it was like somebody cut off a bear's head and plunked it onto a giant ape thing's shoulders. I've always been open to the idea that Bigfoot existed, but I didn't think it looked like this. This wasn't normal. It felt like it didn't belong here or anywhere for that matter. 
unquote. He didn't even consider the idea of shooting it. In fact, he said that he almost forgot that the rifle was in his hands. After looking at it for a short time, 15 to 20 seconds, the creature made a, quote, grumbling, unquote, sound and crashed back into the forest. He heard the roaring vocalization twice more. Both seemed to come from a further distance away, showing him that the creature was moving away from his property. That was the end of the initial report. We emailed back and forth a few times with me trying to get as many details as I could about the creature. Physical description is as follows. Again, nine and a half to ten feet tall. Hair color, rust red. Estimating the creature was at least five to six feet across at the shoulders. The head had a definite snout or muzzle. He saw teeth when the creature vocalized. He said that the teeth were those of a true predator. Other than that, there isn't anything else to mention. After six email exchanges, he decided that he didn't want to talk about it anymore. He only gave me his first name, which he said was Greg, and would not disclose any other personal details. I didn't push for anything else. I met him face-to-face one time at Crimson Lake Provincial Park. He didn't waver once in his report. His parting comment made me believe his report even more. When we were standing there talking, he looked at his watch and said, quote, the sun is going to start setting soon. We should get out of here, unquote. I'll try and get more reports to you soon. And he did. Oh, and here's a report he received via email on 9-12-98. The reporting witness gave his name as Gavin. He says, when I first received the report, I was dubious as I knew nothing about the Gugwe creature at this time. The report goes as follows, quote, Hi, my name is Gavin. I live outside of Fort McMurray on a small acreage. About two weeks ago, I heard screaming sounds outside. I opened the back door to see if I could spot anything. On a hill behind the barn, I saw a thing that I thought was a Bigfoot. But it didn't look like Bigfoot are supposed to look like. It looked like a monster from Rawhead Rex, a horror movie. It stalked out of sight, still making its horrible sounds. My dog seemed to be paralyzed for the rest of the night with fear. That was it. He says, I searched the movie Rod Rex. The creature does somewhat resemble the images of a gugly I've seen online. And he sends the picture from Rawhead Rex. And then we have one final report. Report number three. This one gave me the chills when I read it many years back. This shows outright maliciousness on the part of the creature. Location, outside Fort Nelson, British Columbia. Date, early August 1990. Reported 5-12-2001. Witness Stan Yardley, 47, at time of reporting. The witness said that his two German shepherds began barking crazily one day while he was outside working on an old dirt bike. Normally, he would simply tell them to shut up, but he said that he had never heard them bark like this before. He knew that something was off. He began to walk towards the rear of his property, then thought twice about it. He went inside, grabbed his deer rifle, no caliber was mentioned, and then proceeded towards the area where his dogs were penned up. When he arrived, he could both see and hear something large crunching through the trees and bushes surrounding his property. Thinking from the size that it was a large bull moose, he yelled at it to get lost and fired his rifle into the air one time. Whatever it was stopped moving and growled. He said that when it growled, both dogs stopped barking like someone had unplugged them and they remained unnaturally silent. He said that he felt the growl like someone hit him with a wet wool blanket. He was now both confused and afraid, 
He knew that was not a bull moose, and it wasn't a bear. It wasn't a person. He immediately retreated into the house. He tried to get the dogs to go with him, but they would not move. He was awoken that night by the sound of his dogs yelping and screaming outside. He armed himself, hit the switch for the sodium lights in the yard, and ran outside onto his raised balcony. Once outside, he saw a gigantic, quote, two-legged baboon, unquote, walking toward the woods, carrying one of his dogs. The other was still inside the pen area. He shot at the creature three times before it disappeared into the woods. He was not sure if he had hit it or not. He went outside to check on his remaining dog. It was alive and uninjured, but totally unresponsive. He carried her inside. He called his brother once again. Within an hour, he arrived at his home. His brother said that in the morning they would go out and look for the missing dog, but that they were going nowhere in the dark. In the morning, they armed up and stepped out the front door to begin their search. They spent the day searching the area and found nothing. Upon their return home, they found the head of the missing dog on the front porch of the home. Oh my. It wasn't there when they left in the morning. His brother told him that this means that whatever killed his dog was intelligent and may have even been in the area when they were leaving earlier in the morning. His brother stayed for the rest of the week, but nothing further occurred. His remaining dog seemed to snap out of it a few days later, but was never the same animal that she had been before. He said that the, quote, two-legged baboon, unquote, turned its upper body towards him as he threw open the balcony door. He said that its features momentarily stopped him dead in his tracks. It had an enormous muscular body, but the face is what got him. It had a long snout or muzzle with pointed teeth, which had bearded him when they made eye contact. He said that the eyes reflected yellow-green in the light from the sodium halogen lights. His first thought was, quote, I'm looking at a monster. What the hell is this thing? Unquote. Then he saw that it was carrying his limp dog in one hand, just like he would carry a shopping bag. He estimated the creature was between 10 to 12 feet tall. Its coloring was midnight black. It crossed his yard 70 to 80 feet in seven or eight steps. He also said that the creature seemed to exude a feeling of dread, at least to him. Three clear footprints were found in the back area of the yard. These measured 19 inches long by 10 inches wide, and they were sunk about two inches deep into the semi-dry ground. The distance between prints was estimated at 6.5 to 7 feet. He sent me a scan of a 110 photograph of one of these prints. I'll go through and see if I can find it and send it to you. After this encounter, he had bars installed all over his windows, replaced the sliding glass balcony doors with solid oak swinging doors, and installed motion sensor lights around the house and in the yard. And he says, and that's the most detailed report I have on this gugly creature from my area. The fact that it brought the dog's head back and put it where they would find it proves these things have a malicious intelligence. I communicated back and forth with Stan several times. Last communication was in the early winter of 2003, and that is the most detailed report that I have of this creature. The fact that it brought the dog's head back and put it where they would find it proves these things have malicious intelligence. And that is it for his three gugly reports. That is incredible. And you know what the worst part about it is? I know each of those areas, man. I know each of those areas, but the Fort St. John one, that is actually where I actually got my first BC report of Dogman. Creepy. Yeah. I wonder if it was a Dogman or if it was one of those things and they just well, didn't get a good enough look. Let me add to it. 
up there in Fort St. John, I happened to be talking to a couple of uh, First Nations people who are from up there, and they have stories of four to six foot tall green men that run around the forests. Oh, that's where the little green men are, too. Yeah, yeah the other thing I should report, uh, mention about this, uh, the three reports he sent me, is that he had been doing Bigfoot research in northern Alberta for about 30 years and, you know, had tons and tons and tons of reports and investigations under his belt. And he kept getting these weird oddball reports from this one, you know, like relatively small area going, what the heck is going on here? Is everybody need, you know, like eye surgery or something because they, they keep reporting things that are kind of like bigfoot but they're not bigfoot what are they seeing and then he ran across gugwe reports and description and went oh my god that's what they've been trying to report to me for 30 years and i've been going i don't know what they're talking about and just kind of ignoring the reports so then he contacted me and went hey i need to send you some of those reports that i've been collecting and so there's three of them yeah i forgot to turn the on-air sign on tonight so I apologize. So what do you think there, Science Bob? We got some interesting well, stuff that we got to cover in here. Those are really, those really, really, really interesting stories. I, I, I love to hear Duke tell them. And, you know, between Politis and Duke and a bunch of other similar people, like Jessica Jones and her group out in Georgia, there's just so much evidence about Bigfoot and other cryptids. Uh, we just got to wake up and smell the roses, dude. Hey, listen, before I forget it, I found the video. Do you mind if I share it? When we come back from the break, we will share, Great. We will it's, share your it's video. It's all queued, up, all queued up and ready to go. I want people to see this triangular uh, orbs out in my front yard. Cool. Yeah, this is this is just amazing footage. Amazing footage of Science Bob getting a small triangle in his yard. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Super Duke, uh, I know you're sticking around, but tell everybody 20 seconds where they can find you. World Bigfoot Radio on YouTube, Brighty on Odyssey, Bitchute, and Rumble. And I also have a group, World Bigfoot Central on MeWe, and World Bigfoot Radio and Montana Bigfoot Project on Facebook. That's why we love you, Super Duke. You always know how to just make the time right there. You know how to make the time. Final half hour of the birthday show on Spaced Out Radio continues right after this. We appreciate it. Super Duke sticking around. Science Bob is here. Dirty Filth is somewhere. Thin Lizzie's hanging out because she's having fun. Spaced Out Radio continues right after this. Thank you, Excaliperful, for that awesome super chat. Same as Thomas. Very much appreciated, guys. Really enjoying the love tonight. Thank you very, very much. And uh, Science Bob, do you know how to share the video? I've already got it queued up. All I got to do is hit open. Okay, so what you want to do is you on your bottom, you want to hit share? Yeah, I've already done it. I'm oh. ready when you're ready. Okay, you can put it in there. And then I can okay. I can add it when we get to it on the show. There you go. Oh, there it is. Perfect. So remember, for our radio audience, we'll have to explain it. Oh, I'm happy to do it. I'm going to tell them the story and how I know it's not bugs. Lightning bugs. <laughs> it was not bugs. 
I like those ones that have a tether in between them and they stay exactly the same distance. Oh, no, no. You are about to see it, my friend Duke. (laughs) Tethered together in a triangle. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we get with Bigfoot eyeshine a lot. Oh, it was just lightning bugs. Yeah, they're just tethered together and moving around. Oh, yeah. Just wait till you see it. (laughs) Tethered together in a triangle and I'll tell the whole story. This video is freaking awesome. I love it. But what happened around it is is least as awesome. That's super cool. I'm done with my doubting days. They're gone. Thank you, Triple Act, for that amazing super chat. I know I'm probably missing some out there tonight, but thank you to Big Dog Science Bob, Patrick, uh, Mennonite Abe, Swamp Dweller, Donnie uh, Times Two, uh, Bigfoot Rob, Fapster, Nicholas, JP, Kara, uh, Tits McGee, Donnie again, Steve, and uh, uh, Moon Freedom, Jessica, Enzo, Hallmark, Thomas, Excaliperful, and Triple Act. Really appreciate the love. If I accidentally missed your super chat, please forgive me. The chat room has been absolutely nuts tonight. And, uh, oh, Dry Toast, somehow I missed yours. Where the hell is yours? Oh, right there. Dry Toast, see? This uh, dry toast, one of the best names on YouTube, right there. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. We're getting slapped silly in the morning. By dry toast? No, by being late and I'm drinking a little. Hey, hey, hey there's Grand Tavius. Oh, hold up. Let me uh, pause this real quick, So, or my, at least my mic. You will never believe what I just... Oh, I he's, oh he's I, emotional. Oh, I ran home. Uh-oh. Yep. So, I went across the... Uh, honestly, I left the show just for a couple minutes. I did the watch minutes and i had a couple conversations with my wife and and then i was out smoking a cigarette and my neighbor's like hey i gotta talk to you and i was like what's up and he's like listen you know where wampler ranch is and i was like yeah holy shit so oh we're all fair okay okay (laughs) thank god so I'm not going to say his name just for he he doesn't want to be announced. And I literally I asked him 100%. Can I can I share this? And he's like, I don't want my name being said. And, and I was like, all right, cool. This dude. You got one minute, dude. Went, you got one minute. Uh, Sasquatch. He met Sasquatch. Tonight? No, but it was recently here at Wampler Ranch in Southern Oregon on Highway 140 in the swamps. There's reeds, you know, they're like five and a half feet tall, and they could hear him right above or or right in front of them. And they kept stopping because they're like, why is there so much noise in front of us? And all of a sudden, they came to the clearing. So their tracks in the swamp was, you know, just misshapen and all that stuff. And then they came to the tracks 
And he's like, I know for a fact whatever was in front of us was bipedal because you could see the footprints, but we couldn't take any kind of pictures of it because underwater because there's about a foot and a half of water. And he just told me the whole story. And I'm sitting, <laughs> I, I was supposed to go to the restroom and I've been literally standing there for an hour listening to this guy and he is freaked out. <laughs> All right, about what they just came across. Hold on, buddy. You got to wait till a little bit later here. Finish this up. Here we go, guys. Final half hour. third we're heading for home tonight on the birthday show my name is james scott thank you so much for taking the time to join us i very much appreciate all of you joining me on my special 49th birthday want to remind you that if you miss most of this show or others check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio do old davy the favor hit that subscribe button our website is spacedoutradio.com we have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. And we bring in Science Bob, Grant Baker, Dirty Filth, Thin Lizzy, Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio. For the final half hour of the birthday show, everyone, welcome back, and thank you so much for making this such a special night for me. Uh, from the Happy back, birthday, day! Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's from the heart. From the heart. Now, Science Bob, earlier in the show, you talked about having a video of a triangle hovering in your yard. Let and, me tell just a little bit of the narrative. Please okay, do. Okay, so I'm, I'm sitting in my chair in my living room. Science Sharon and I are watching some crap on TV and all of a sudden and and my blink cameras catch wildlife around my house because I live in the friggin' wildlife jungle. Okay. It's time to make the connection with California Psychics. If it's not the best psychic reading you've ever had, it's free. Visit CaliforniaPsychics.com or download the app and set up an account today. Readings start at only $1 per minute for new customers. So many of us move through our lives and days unaware of the path that is guiding us. And sometimes you need somebody to help you see beyond the obvious. If you want to know your future, talk to California Psychics. We thoroughly test our psychics to make sure they have real gifts. Get started today. Visit CaliforniaPsychics.com or download the app. Every day, big decisions are made without full information. Better decisions are made without the noise. With clarity and confidence, Aon is in the business of better decisions. So it kept, kept going, bing, bing, and so I was ignoring it. But all of a sudden, the hair all over my body just stood up on end and I could feel whatever it was right over my right shoulder, right out my window. And so there's a blink camera right on my front porch. So I click on the blink camera and it does 10 second snaps. So there is this triangle of orbs moving around up and down. I went, hell, I can do a longer video so I go over to that camera, I focus on it, and I hit 
go. And I see that it's going to record at least a minute. So I'm running out the side of the house, down by the carport, trying to sneak around the corner to catch what we are about to see. And I will finish the story after we watch it. All right. So for our radio listeners, you're going to have to explain what we're seeing here. Okay. So we're seeing a triangle of orbs in my front yard. They are illuminated because they are there. There's this. They are emitting light. This is not a reflection of any eye or anything. And you can see these little elongations on these orbs, and they're they're hovering in a triangle. One of one of them is a kind of amorphous. So anyway, so once you see this triangle, and it's just moving around, wavering, tilting, all this other stuff, and this crap happens around my house like all the time now. Okay, as I leave my chair. Running out through the carport, I go around the corner. I go around the corner, and um, I turn around the corner. And this video, the video inside, comes to an end. And I turn around the corner. This is not IR light. How do I know that? Because I see the three orbs with my naked eye. And as soon as I saw them with my naked eye, I knew they were not IR light being reflected off of bugs. And as soon as I made a move towards them, boom, they take off, go straight up in the sky at about a billion miles an hour. This was not bugs. Wow. Bob, that bottom one, I'm not going to lie, it looks like a fairy. It really does. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, all I know is a triangle, solid triangle of orbs that was there for a while before I realized I could record for a minute, and then I tried to go find them. And Grantavius wants to say something. What's oh, up, Grant? Oh, I want to say something. So, just for the people that can't see this, for the people that are listening on podcasts or whatever, we are looking at a video that has a what looks like to be a light on a porch and so you're seeing a video that's looking past this light into the dark sky and you see these three objects move around and they're you know they're kind of haphazardly moving around but then what i noticed was there's a single solitary streak of light and this is a a streak oh yeah oh yeah and 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 then about 10 seconds later, I see another one just shoot across the frame. So there's, I I don't know how to explain it. I've seen moths shoot across the flame. It's real blurry. These were very sharp images. Oh, these are orbs, speckle orbs. Exactly. This is a really, really, really good shot. Mm-hmm. Of the movement of not only the three orbs you see, but two passerbys as well. Oh, this is amazing, man! I'm I'm so glad you found this or you captured it. This I is captured great. it, and I, you know, this is the first time it has ever been shared public in honor of Dave's birthday. Thank you, thank you so much. We have another Ooh. special guest here. Yes, we do. There he is, people. Merle is here. Oh. Thought I'd come say happy birthday to the Dave Scott. 
and uh, see how everyone's doing. Well, we're we're doing great. We we just did you see that video that Bob just showed? I did. I was watching that. That was pretty interesting. It was very interesting. Very interesting. Bob, that video still blows me away, man. Still blows me I'm away. Ser- I'm serious, brother. I'm telling you. Look, I've just not been showing, but in honor of your birthday, let's let it out there. Let her rip. Anybody wants a copy, you can have it. And that's the way it needs to be done. Nice and strong right there from Science Bob. You know, but but it really goes to show that the phenomena in general really seems to be attached to everything. I mean, Duke, your your Gugway stories, I mean, it, it spurred some goosebumps on me tonight. Bob, your UFO story. Merle, who's always uh, merling about, you know, all Merle, all day, well, all night. You know, little Davy Altman in the chat room, hanging on out, you know. It, it's just, it's weird. It's weird. Do we have permission to put that on our TikTok, Bob? Go for it. Go for it. There you go, Thin Lizzy. It's, it's available. Let her rip. Yeah, in my official unscientific opinion, those are not lightning bugs. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, because I saw them with my own eyes, and my eyes aren't IR sensitive. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, I used to live over no. in Ohio, and I've seen lightning bugs many, many, many times. They're beautiful at the night, but they're uglier during the day, and that was not. Okay, a so bug. The, the 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 spot of light you see on the ground that is the IR LED, and you can see all of the orbs are equally illuminated, two or further away, but the the L, the LED light is focused on the ground. It's not aimed up at the ones that are as bright as the other ones. No, this okay. is not b- reflection off. Of, these things are emitting light. How do I know? When I went around the corner, I saw them emitting light with my own eyes. And people just saw a bug fly through the screen. That was a bug. Uh, yep. But you can tell these are not bugs. And there's other bugs that are flying through the screen. Right. I mean, you get and some of the some of these things that streak. They're like. They're weird, but you look. But the things as weirdest to me are these three orbs on a triangle. But you hey, look, well, how look at it are, this way. You look how they are moving together. They're mm-hmm. not. Oh, yeah. They are not moving on their own. I mean, yes, they will shape. They'll shift in everything, but it's almost like they're tethered together, moving mm-hmm. as a triangle. You can almost see like just the beginning of like the you know the shape of it all coming weird. together it's so weird well, bob question? mentioned the one on the top is sort of amorphous and keeps shifting form too i yep. agree with that i agree yep. with that and what the interesting thing is is you can still see your your porch light and this is a static video this is not a a camera that's moving and everything is moving within the frames Yes, you can see bugs, and I see that now that you said it. But realistically, these lights should not exist in a bug form. They don't. Bugs mm-hmm. do not move this way. No, no. The, the, the nice contrast is mm-hmm. you see bugs. You yeah. see how they're illuminated. Exactly. These are not illuminated like those bugs. It doesn't move like it either. Exactly. Not at all. Bugs not don't all. move like that. I'm going to tell you right now. I've I've played many of times with with lightning bugs, or whatever you want to call them. This is 
definitely not how they move. Like, no. And and all of these three objects that you're you're watching right here are moving in synchronicity. Mm-hmm. Even though they're moving around, and sometimes they get closer together, but when they move, um, how would I say this? Northeasterly and southwesterly, they're moving in tandem, and yeah. and, and that shows a a synchronicity between the three objects that we're seeing. And that, oh man, that is awesome. That's a good video. Mm-hmm. I, I've got more. This crap that happens around me now, I just. I'm I'm going F it. I'm done hiding this crap. I'm just going to show it from now on. Let it all hang out, Bob. <laughs> Put it out there. Damn right. Amen. When in doubt, so roll I, it out. So just just one more, one, one more exactly. So one more story. Mm-hmm. So I called Dave one day and a, a, a my doorbell showing my carport and the sun is 90-degree angle away from where the doorbell camera is pointing, and I see a ray of light come down and hit the cars and trucks on the carport, and I'm going, that ain't coming from the sun. It's coming from the wrong direction. And all of a sudden, the entire sky looks black dark because the sun has been blocked out by whatever object bigger than my friggin' house Flew over the house. I mean, this stuff is weird. Thank you, Dave, for making my life interesting. Yes. Happy birthday. Blame me. <laughs> when in doubt, blame me for everything that is woo in your life now. Yeah, exactly. Anything more you want to throw on my shoulders? I mean. Yes. Let me see what I can do for we've you. We've had alien encounters. We've had predictions. We've had, you know, triangles. Two, two, year, two years ago, Dave told me that I was going to have a role inside the SOR entity. And I went, I'm too busy for that. <laughs> and guess what? Nicole and I have a role in the SOR entity. And he was exactly right. And I thought it would never happen. And even though I knew it was happening, I was resistant. I'm here I am. <laughs> uh, Linda wants to know, Bob, how long did the orbs stay around? Oh, it was, but look, believe me, I was, I was too dumb to think quickly because I was dumbfounded. There are about nine or ten of the little ten-second snippets before I remembered that I can click record and record the camera. And so I clicked it on. I knew it would run for a minute, and I ran outside to see if I could see them with my own eyes. I saw that I could see them with my own eyes, and... That was all they were waiting on, was for me to come outside and look. And when I looked and saw them with my own eyes, they were not IR illuminated. They were glowing on their own. They took off straight up so fast, I couldn't have blinked my eyes and seen them move. So was this a single ship? I got into the party late, so I didn't hear the first part. I, I, look, I, all I know is these three lights acted mm-hmm. like they were triangularly bound. And they took off straight up together in tandem. Straight Dave, up. I Dave mean, like, knows. way fast. Dave, Dave knows I, I don't talk about UFOs much, but I saw that exact same thing in Oregon at Wolf Creek Inn. You're the man. Let's, let's, let's hang it out there for Dave's birthday. This stuff is weird. Yeah, it, it is weird. And, I'm, I, and Merle... 
I'm I'm literally within two and a half hours of Wolf Creek. I know exactly where you're at, my man. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now I'm in Klamath Falls, Oregon. I'm going to say a shout out, but nobody's listening on this channel. <laughs> but me. But uh, realistically, these things are amazing. This is a really good video mm-hmm. because you can you have a point of reference. That's all you need is the point of reference. You have a static light. It looks like a porch light of some sort. And then you see these objects moving within that light. Now, I'll tell you something about cars that drive by. Okay, so the, sorry, sorry, the porch light is off. The it illumination is. is the IR LED from the blink camera. Exactly. And the thing is with this, if you see a car go by, what it does, if a car comes from, let, uh, now I'm going to go from right to left, opposite of a book, what you're going to see is the lights start from the left to the right because of the the fisheye lens that's just how it works but anyways this is just i want to it's amazing that's a awesome video thank you so much oh man i'm glad you shared that i'm so happy (laughs) oh it, uh, it took me over a year to screw up the courage in honor of dave's birthday bada bing well you know dave dave is he He's not a captain anymore. He he is literally a ten star general. He is He's the king. king. He's the king. And that sexy damn hair of his. Oh yeah. He's a beautiful he's a beautiful bum, but he's the king. Yeah, if if I look as good as he does in seven years, I'll be okay. I'll be lucky. Oh look at that. Look, <laughs> look, 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 look at him. Look at him. that beautiful hair. You. you see that? There you go. Don't remember. Don't forget, Dave. You're on. A, you have a radio audience. They can't see you flipping your silver mane. I know, but you know what? I'm getting a cut soon. I'm getting a cut what? soon. What? What? Yeah, I've uh, no. I, I've made the choice that I'm going to get like an inch or two cut off. I almost posted a photo of us together in 2015 from 2015 when you had short hair like mine for your birthday. I don't Almost. believe it. Don't is, believe it. Where is it on your phone? Yep. I so I saw I saw I saw you with short hair because I finally figured out how to find Jolene. I saw a picture of you and Jolene together where you had short hair. It was about ten years ago. Oh yeah, that was uh, a long, long time ago. I'm I'm going to see here if I can find a photo. Well, an inch isn't that much. No, no, that's a trim. I'm, I, he's got to cut off his. He's got to cut off his split ends. I did hair for over a decade, so an inch is like two months growth. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Hmm. I'm just trying to see if I have any photos of me with short hair. I don't even know. Go look at Jolene. Go look at Jolene's. Uh, yeah, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to bring that up though. Okay, of course you're not. Yeah, I get it. I understand. Yeah, I'm not going to bring you she, does, she doesn't want to be on air. I get it. Hey, uh, Duke, real quick. Yeah. I need to talk to you about what my neighbor just told me. I literally was just going to go to the restroom, go out and take a couple of drags, and my neighbor just hemmed me up. And uh, you would be mighty interested in the story he just told me. It was captivating at most. 
Well, now and, now that you brought it to our radio audience, you got to tell the story. You got two. Yeah. Minutes. So they, they, we got six minutes. Burn it up. You got two. No, two minutes. You got two minutes and so, uh, thirty seconds. That, Literally, they're at Wampler Ranch, or just past Wampler Ranch, which is down here in southern Oregon off of 140. If you go to Odessa, anybody that wants to look it up, go ahead and look it up. There's an Odessa store. That's where they were at, and they were going through the box that are right there. The water's about a foot, maybe foot and a half deep. I mean, if this is six inches, it's 10 feet deep. But anyway, so here's, here's the deal. They kept hearing somebody in front of them. And there was my neighbor and one of his friends that were going out and going to go hunt or whatever, or fish. And they kept hearing noise. They would stop, and it would stop. At one point, it kept going. And then they finally found the tracks. And because it's waterlogged, they can't get any kind of impression or anything else. But their tracks, when they're walking as you know normal human beings, they're just making kind of this haphazardly track through the marsh. This thing was massive, and it was making a three foot wide swath, a three foot wide swath through the marsh, and they knew this thing was within a hundred feet. 150 feet. Oh, look at that. That's a beautiful picture. That's David Merle right there, buddy. David Merle right there. Hey, Dave, incoming. All right. Go ahead, Grant. What's up, buddy? <laughs> oh, and, and I like I would love I would love Duke to talk to this guy because they they're just coming out with these stories because I moved here. They're not, you know, I moved here in December. So just now, tonight, they're like they finally opened up, and I'm like, "You see what I'm saying, dude? I'm telling you, it's like I didn't know if that was a real or whatnot." And I'm like, "Dude, we're in the area. You yep. need to talk to Super Duke." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten a report from Oregon uh-huh. in at least a week. Definitely get him, put him in touch with me. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll get him Little in touch. David with Merle there. Gentlemen, lady, I want to say a big thank you for coming on the big show tonight, Merle, for showing up late. But nonetheless, a little bit of Merle you know, goes I, a I, long, hey, I Dave. Happy long birthday, way. Buddy. Hey, John, when did you show up? Yeah. Oh, a couple <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. nice. Happy nice. Uh, you know, you, happy mi- you missed the first 178 minutes, but that's okay. <laughs> That's yeah, 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 yeah. H- hanging out with my little one. She's, she's got I a don't, cold. I so, don't yeah. blame you. I don't doing blame da- you. Doing a dad thing. So, great. yeah. What a great team on SOR. Our ghost hunter Merle, our Sasquatch hunter Duke, Science Bob, Thin Lizzy from After Hours and the TikTok, John from the Unbiased UFO Report, and After Hours, After Hours with Grant, and Dirty Filth, our artist extraordinaire, hanging on out. On the birthday show. It turns into art. It turns into just a wonderful, wonderful birthday. And thank you especially to all the listeners tuning on in and making this night so perfect. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thaw rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio. Rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight, YouTube, Twitch, LGAP, Facebook, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag SpacedOutRadio. I know you're out there.
Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us. Because together, my friends, we're watching. We own the night, Mr. Bumblefoot. We need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, we do. The Wu Train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. At JCPenney's Memorial Day sale, sizzling deals are on with store-wide doorbusters all weekend. Or bring home savings up to 50% during our Memorial Day home sale. Save even more with your coupon. And for all former and active military personnel, enjoy an extra 10% off in-store. Just show a valid military or VA ID at checkout. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Coupon valid on select styles through 530. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters valid 526 through 530 and excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details.